Oh yeah. Episode number eight. Episode number eight, that means we've been doing this for two months, and I cannot say thank you enough to all of you listeners, subscribers, and just everybody that's involved with this and, and making it great. I'm, I've told you guys all, about every week. I love doing this. I'm going to keep it rolling. Um, we're doing some pretty cool things, pretty special things uh, with the podcast. Uh, this week, this past week, had some pretty cool stuff happening, but we'll talk about that. Uh, here in a little bit right now i want to go into this past weekend at coles county and oh my goodness this couldn't have been a better deal one hell of a weekend if you weren't there you missed out you talk about an awesome awesome weekend the place was absolutely packed i've been sent so many pictures of drone pictures of the property um you know videos of people driving around through the pits and all the cars there i mean it, it just it was unbelievably packed uh for one hell of a weekend i couldn't be more excited you know i was a little nervous about this deal we threw this race together and i had a little part of this and i just wanted it to be successful it, it to me it was more than successful you know saturday morning i woke up I, I i went down the track friday night i parked there and stayed the night we had a blast uh i'll go into that a little bit too but uh you know, I woke up Saturday and it was misting out. The the sky just didn't look the greatest. I know I I know the weather kept saying that you know no chance of rain um, after ten o'clock, and I think there was like a ten percent chance at like noon. But I'm I'm getting nervous. Like man, please don't let this scare away people. I I really don't want this to be a failure. Not just because of you know the fact that I I kind of you know spearheaded this whole deal and got it started, but I just wanted you know a good crowd because of you know who Robbie was and his dad I really wanted people to show their respects this weekend and my god did they ever I mean the, I, the gates hadn't been open 30 minutes and I'm driving through the pits and I'm like this already looks like a normal weekend and 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 the gates had only been open 30 minutes I drove down towards the gates and they were lined up and I'm like this is just unbelievable I go back to my RV and I'm sitting there and I'm just thinking about this and 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 I look out the window and I just keep seeing them rolling, keep seeing them rolling in, and I almost got a little emotional thinking about this. This is just unbelievable. I'm so stoked for this, and you know by the by the time it was time to go racing, the place was absolutely filled. I mean packed. Um, I think I heard some numbers. I mean a hundred ninety nine pro entries um you know and then 90 something super pro throughout the weekend um it was crazy i mean un unreal uh i don't know about the exact numbers on sportsman cars but there was a ton of sportsman cars on sunday um the the place was packed with junior dragsters it was and i've not seen this many spectators at coles county in a long time um i believe i talked to rod i believe it tripled uh at least i know it doubled from what they normally have and, and and to me it was pretty close to being tripled and and it's just unreal it was just a great weekend for everybody for all the people that raced all the people that had fun um you know great great weekend for the track great weekend for the um, the vendors um it, it was just it was a special weekend and, and and it really just you know came into full swing when everybody pulled into them gates and i cannot say 
thank you enough to everybody that showed up. Um, and, and Terre Haute guys, I, I really, I'm, I'm going to throw you a huge shout out here. Um, I believe there were six or seven of you. And I can't say thank you enough. I know your track wasn't running this weekend. And, and you know, that's, you know, you got nowhere else to run. You could have went to Indy. Um, probably a little closer to home for you guys. But you guys showed up for this. Um, <clears throat> to those that you did that, that, that made the trip and usually race at Tarot, I can't say thank you enough. Um, Chris Walker, Chad Eaton, um, and so many more. It was just wonderful to see you guys coming there. And that's what it takes uh, to, you know, supporting your other local tracks around you. You know, if Coles County's not open, you know, our guys are usually over there supporting Terre Haute. Um, and, and that's what it takes for tracks to stay alive and have good weekends is to help uh, help each other out. So to, to those that did come, I can't say thank you enough. Um, it was just awesome seeing all of you guys there. Uh, same goes with CID guys. CID guys, I've seen several. Uh, Jimmy Barrett rolling in the door. You, you know, Jimmy Barrett's a tough dude. One bad dude, and, and he's done a lot. He's accomplished a lot in a race car. When he pulls into the property, he, you know he's there. I mean, everybody's talking about you. Um, you know, so I thank you to them guys. Uh, Rick Schaffner usually, you know, he runs some uh, CID. And, um, you know, Tim Muchow drives down there to Coles County about every weekend. And, and he's closer to CID. But, you know, I, like I said, it, it was awesome to see everybody. And all the people that, you know, hadn't been there this year that did come out and support this race. It was a great weekend, and I can't say thank you enough. And that goes for, I'm sure Rod Veland is, you know, as thankful as I am and, and the staff and everybody that was involved in helping this race come together. Uh, I got to throw a big shout-out to Steve Keys. Um, Steve, actually, uh, before I go into Steve Keys, I'm going to talk about Pat Printing. So I, I, I came up with this flyer um, kind of last minute, you know, I talked to Rod and I was like, Hey, you know, it was actually Ellis Booth's idea. I think, uh, to, to do this called me up. Is there any way he's like, I'm going to go to Terre Haute and I know you're going to 41. Is there any way, you know, you could get some flyers printed up and we could take these, you know, not everybody sees flyers on Facebook or social media. So maybe we can pass some out. I mean, we'll check and see. And I, I, you know, we got a hold of Steve and Steve's like, absolutely. I don't have a bracket race going on the weekend of your guys's race. Terre Haute, you know, uh, the man family, they're, they're, they said the same thing. We don't have a, we're closed that weekend. Sure, bring them. And, you know, Ellis took about 75 to 100 flyers over to Terre Haute. Um, I took about the same amount over to US 41. And I can't say thank you enough to Pat Printing for printing those flyers up for us. And, and you know, they turned out phenomenal. Uh, they were awesome. Badass looking flyers. And um, they didn't even charge Rod. So, a huge shout out to them guys. And then, you know, Steve Keys and the Mann family for letting us do that. You know, I got to I got to 41. I talked to, you know, Steve, and I think Rod had mentioned it to him, too. So he was aware that we were wanting to do this. And Steve, you know, Steve's one of the nicest guys in the world. I go over there for the Twin Tens, which was awesome, awesome weekend, by the way. Threw on a hell of a race. I had a ton of fun over there. Steve always puts on a good race. And, you know, talked to Steve, and he's like, absolutely, bring those flyers to me in the morning. I will make sure they get passed out. I'll give them to my ticket booth lady, and she can pass them out after first round. Everybody will get one, and, and he did. And and I actually heard um, while I was at the track this weekend that somebody, you know, they didn't even know about the race until they got one of those flyers. And, they, they, you know, they I think they were from Terre Haute or somewhere. So I, I feel like that might have helped, you know, get the word out a little bit. And I cannot say thank you enough to Steve Keys for letting us do that and the Mann family for letting us do it of Terre Haute. And thank you to Ellis for coming up with the idea and, you know, helping out and taking some over to Terre Haute. On to the weekend festivities. Boy, did I have fun. I mean, 
I, I'm wore out. I really am. I, I, I came home and I was so exhausted. I told Rod, I was like, I didn't even really do anything. I mean, I, I helped get the idea rolling and I, I did a few things with some flyers. I made all the flyers and, you know, the podcast, you know, promoting it and, you know, doing the flyers that we printed out and taking them to 41. And, you know, I did some, I put some videos together to try to promote the race. Um, I helped my mom out a little bit, you know, um, she was setting up and doing, you know, the, the goodie bags and then just getting there and, and seeing everybody and talking to everybody and, you know, telling stories and sharing memories and shaking hands. And I, I was literally just completely drained when I got back, um, you know, Sunday night and I told Rod, I do not envy you guys. Your staff is unreal. Like, you know, the, the stuff that you guys go through every single weekend to make it happen for us drivers, it's phenomenal. I mean, I, I look back at it and, and you know, a lot of people just don't respect that enough or don't know enough and understand fully what these guys go through. It, it's really just mind-blowing. I mean, <clears throat> I was up till, I want to say 3 o'clock in the morning, unfortunately, having a little fun uh, Saturday night. And... They're still out scraping the track. Uh, and then they turn around at 6 o'clock in the morning. They're up and, and they're getting the track ready for Sunday. And uh, I just, I don't know how they do it. I, I, I tip my hat to those guys. They are phenomenal. They gave us an excellent racing surface. They kept the show going. I mean, it was fast. It was smooth. Um, you know, there was a few things that, you know, some things you couldn't control. The little bit of rain that happened Saturday and, you know, a quick 10-minute shower, uh, rainbow popped up. And, I, you know, if you guys follow the Facebook stuff, you've seen my post. I, I really was kind of, uh, it was a special moment for me because the rainbow came out and I'm thinking, you know what, this isn't a coincidence. This this is Robbie and Bob looking down on us and smiling and, and, and just saying thank you. I mean, because of how it turned out. And, and it was really just a special moment for me and I was just blown away, but you know, we had some downtime for that, you know, had some downtime for some other things. And then, you know, the track preparation, we had the guy from renegade or renegade, uh, there and, and they did a few things differently. Um, and you know, Rod told me he, you know, he made a call to have drivers come up in the lanes, didn't realize that they were going to, you know, drag the entire track. Um, they did that at one point and, uh, the renegade guy suggested they do it. They, they, you know, and Rod was, he, he couldn't have felt worse for having guys, you know, drivers up in the lanes, not knowing that, okay, we're going to be down for 30 minutes cause they're going to drag the entire track, three passes, both lanes. Um, so just know that, you know, that's not Rod's fault per se. He, he doesn't want you to sit up in the lanes as longer, longer than you have to. Um, he's tried to keep that to. Um, you know, a minimum. So, um, you know, but I, either way, he, the track surface was excellent. The program ran very smooth. You know, they had some th stuff that, you know, they just couldn't avoid, but, you know, they got that show in and, um, you know, they only ran like an hour past curfew. Uh, so that's, that's phenomenal. They went over at, at the Walt Crabtree race and I believe there was about 20 or 30 less entries at that race than it was this race and they got it done uh 1230 or 1237 or something they sent the last pair of cars down the track and finished the race so hats off to those guys um hats off to rod for you know finishing the race i know that he do if he can avoid it he's not gonna just say hey we're over curfew we're gonna have to chop this up special race like this he's gonna finish it i can promise you that and and you know he's got a 
uh, curfew there that's not like it's not county mandated or anything like that but it's a gentleman's agreement and he does the best he can to respect that and for the most part he don't have to worry about it um, they don't have to worry about it but you know when he does do it he you know he worries I know he worries um, that he's gonna get a phone call the next day but you know what he takes that chance and he lets us finish it so hats off to Rod Velen for getting that show in Saturday night uh, you know, it's 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 remarkable. The whole staff, and Susie running around, she dealt with so much money this weekend, and, and I think I heard somebody say she was just over it. Like I I'm I don't want to see any more money. You know, she's up there collecting and handing out wristbands since she's never handed out so many wristbands in her life, uh, and collecting all the money and then sending people over to my mom to get the goodie bags and then doing the fifty fifty. Uh, just a, it was a busy weekend for everybody. Doug go just uh, you know another guy that just spends so much of his time to help this place out and and puts all, all the effort he can into you know helping rod and and giving us a good um racing facility and um program to run at uh greg tim you know <clears throat> i've said this before greg is one of the hardest working guys you'll ever get to know and he does an excellent job and and he's learning he's he's really you know taking a big step forward in the last couple of weeks keeping it keeping the show running as fast and smoothly as possible so you know like i said hats off to all them guys i uh we we all really appreciate it after the races i uh, had a blast um you know and and my fiance said the same thing she had more fun after the races than you know or actually it was friday night we had a blast friday night and she made the comment that you know she hasn't had that much fun uh, you know for a long time she's like i i actually feel like i was you know made some friends and and i'm part of the clique now <laughs> um you know it was you know it was an awesome time we hung out over at uh, rick scott's trailer and uh, there were several of us and, and a lot of us that actually grew up around robbie and we all you know hung out with robbie um you know bubba long and alex winkler and bubba's wife um she was there and i talked to her quite a bit this weekend for the first time ever and um alex's wife becca she was awesome she you know i talked to her so you know for most of the night uh, really got to know them guys and, 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 you know, felt like, you know, we all became good friends and um, <clears throat> kind of formed a little bit of a friendship there. So I, I, I just couldn't say, you know, and that's that's what it's all about. I, I enjoy that stuff. I enjoy being around all you guys. I enjoy having a good time with you. We had some drinks. Bob Weaver. Oh, man, he's he's a trip. That, that guy's funny to be around. He's awesome. I love watching him scarf down as much food as he can before he crawls back miserably to bed. <laughs> but that's Bob for you. Uh, and then, you know, Debbie Weaver and Sarah Weaver and Tim Weaver and all of them guys. And we just, it was an absolute blast. Uh, Travis Booth, Ellis Booth all come over there and we just had a good time. Uh, we actually went out voyaging on the uh, golf carts. You know, that was Rick Scott's idea, I think. He's like, yeah, well, let's go out and uh, just have a little golf cart ride. Next thing you know, I'm in a cornfield. We're getting stuck in the mud. Uh, not in a cornfield, by the way. We didn't destroy any corn. We never touched a single corn stalk. <laughs> but we took the little beaten path that's between the cornfields and back in the woods. And, and as the whole time we're doing this, I'm holding on for dear life, trying not to fall off the golf cart. And, and I'm just thinking, this is the kind of stuff that we did back when I was 20, 21 years old. And Robbie was the first one in line. And, and I'm thinking, this is just amazing. I, I had such a good time. And, uh, you know, obviously we had some alcoholic beverages that made it a little bit more fun. But, you know, hey, it's part of it. Um, and, and Robbie wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Uh, but it was good to catch up with Bubba and Alex Winkler and, you know, their, their old ladies and, and get to know them a little better. And, um, you know, it was a, it was a fun weekend. I had a blast.
the new starting line sensors um you know they were the first this was the first week they really got used let me just say this i am super super excited for this i was super excited when i found out about it i was super excited when i heard some results from some of the test people that went down there and, and tested it out um, I believe that this truly is one of the best, most important upgrades that Rod has done to this track. And, and hats off to Vashon Young. Dude really came through with this. I mean, really came through. This system he's designed, he set it all up, and, and you know, it, it is, it's flawless right now. I believe it is flawless. I can't, I can't tell you how consistently I thought it was. Um, well, actually, I can tell you. I, I literally was $499, $499. 498 498 and that was four passes in a row um, unfortunately they were eliminations so <laughs> uh, I didn't win a single one of those but you want to talk about consistency 499 back to back and then 498 back to back four passes in a row um, and I'm within two thousand every single hit uh, that's that's impressive I mean obviously I got to find a couple more thou there but uh you know that it's just it's incredibly consistent it's it's really a lot tighter than it's ever been and that puts us right up there with all the other tracks you know i've been to multiple tracks i've raced at indy several times i struggle there because i'm so used to a certain spot at coles county and you go somewhere else and i'm not the one of those guys and, and most good you know most really good drag racers are going to say the same thing it's so hard to adjust your own spot you want to adjust the car to your spot. So that's what I did all year last year. I, I just worked on how I can get my car to my spot at Coles County. And I did. And I finished out the year pretty well and had some success. And then it just got, you know, flipped a little bit this year. They adjusted it, made it tighter. So I've got to, you know, I'll work on it. And uh, But you know what? That's the way it is at every track I go to. I felt like I was racing at Indy or, um, you know, US 41 or Terre Haute. That's how I felt this weekend. So I'm really stoked about the uh, equipment, and I think that everybody else is too uh, with the new starting line uh, sensors. So as I said earlier, uh, some big news for the CCD podcast and uh, some marketing uh, partners. Um, I got a message from Warren Evans over at Drag Racer TV, uh, DragRacer.tv, if you want to check out his Facebook page. Uh, that business is rocking and rolling right now, and so you know they're on YouTube as well. So a lot of you guys know, you know, there's several uh, big money races or several NHRA events or whatever that are broadcasted live and uh, streamed through YouTube. Well, Warren Evans has really kind of taken the reins on this and really got a badass business started with this. You know, he's, I really enjoy Drag Racer TV. They really throw out the layout of the race in front of you as it happens. You know, you get to see all the numbers as it goes down. I mean, as soon as the cars leave, you know, they're announcing it, they're, they're videoing it, and it's all live. The second them cars leave, you get to see what they're dialed, what their names are, where they're from, all this, you know, good stuff. Uh, the second they leave, you can see the reaction time, so you can kind of guess how the race is going to play out. And then they, you know, each number comes up as they cross a sensor to the 330 or the 60 foot or whatever and then you get to see the breakdown of the race after it happens it's really phenomenal you know what warren has come up with this idea and and where he's taking it and um you know he messaged me the other night we had a good talk about um you know just life and and the stories of robbie and and how things were going with him and me and and you know told a few stories um, and, you know, talked about, you know, the podcast and how much he enjoys it and he listens to it and he was just really excited for it and wanted, you know, 
he asked me about the Spotify situation and I told him and, and you know what he said what's your PayPal do you have PayPal and I, I said yes I do and I got a way more than generous uh, contribution from you know Warnet and Drag Racer TV and I, I, I seriously just cannot say thank you enough we're, we're gonna do some cool stuff with that um, obviously we give money away every week and and he really he paid my subscription for you know spotify because spotify is not free um you know i upload the videos on or the episodes onto spotify now and it's a little easier way for some people to listen to the show i mean spotify you can literally open spotify click play on an episode and then you know close the screen out on your phone and you don't have to have the screen open on youtube i believe you have to have the screen open to keep playing it Spotify is pretty convenient for those that do have it. Um, if you don't have it, go check them out. It's, it's you know, you'd have to pay a little bit uh, monthly, but, you know, you can get anything you want on Spotify just about. Uh, but, you know, he paid our subscription. So, you know, big shout out to Warren Evans for that. And uh, anybody else that's looking in and in, in getting into the marketing, you know, situation with us, it's not really, it's not that expensive. If you want to get your name put out there, a little bit of a, advertising uh, commercial for you um, you know 25 bucks will get you a good little clip here and we'll put your business out there and and you know what I gotta say this guys the drag racing community is so good about you know you you, you help us out we help you back uh, I've noticed this a lot you know somebody could um, donate some money up and and drag racers they hear about it and and they're gonna go to that guy and and repay the favor because I tell you what as as a hobby as what we do for this to, to you know to make this a hobby of ours it ain't cheap you know and anything that somebody does for us to help us out we you can we you can bet your ass we're going to repay the favor if we can um and it's a pretty cool deal with you know the how the the racing and especially at ccd you know the the slogan at ccd is it's a family affair and it really is um, you know, somebody throws us, I can, you bet your ass, I'm going to help out that business to help me out. Um, you know, I, I actually told Nolan Bartley, uh, or Josh Bartley, you know, Nolan Bartley racing that I would, you know, throw him some tires or something. They, they, they contributed a couple weeks ago, um, more than generous offer. And, and, you know, I, I will definitely go to them and help them out in a, in a way. And I would expect most of, you know, the other racers to do the same as well. As far as businesses that, you know, help us out, we're going to go, you know, Five Bugle Barbecue, another awesome, awesome business that I've just, I, I'm, I've really become really good friends with Curtis. Um, and he's just an absolutely outstanding guy. I, I can sit and talk to that guy for, you know, long periods of time and, and enjoy every minute of it. And he's just so cool about, um, you know, my kid and, and every time I bring my kid up, they always have something neat for him or, you know, free or whatever. And those guys are the nicest people in the world, and they cook some of the best food. I, I tell you what, I, I don't know how many sandwiches I had this weekend, but there was one point I went up there, I said, give me a brisket sandwich. I sat there, and I ate it, and I'm like, this is so freaking good. Give me another one. I spent $16 just right there, just two brisket sandwiches. Then I was back up there later uh, getting a pulled pork sandwich. It's just amazing food. I, I mean, it really is. You don't get that at a lot of tracks you go to. These guys cook some killer good food. Uh, but you know those guys I like to repay the favor they they you know helped us out with some money and some advertising I'm up there trying to do whatever I can to help their business out I started the um, you know $10 gift cards 
and you know try to get some people in in there and that maybe hasn't eaten their food yet um if they got a ten dollar gift card you bet your ass they're probably going to use it so uh and once they get one bite of that good uh smoked meat they're they're going to be back for sure um so you know hey if you want to you want to you know get involved with the podcast um with the marketing department just get you know get a hold of me private message me and we'll work something out speaking of marketing partners we got a new one IrwinInspectionServices.com. Mike Irwin over at uh, Irwin Inspections. He is a licensed, Illinois licensed home inspector. He offers $25 discounts for first time home buyers and veterans. Uh, his website is www.irwininspectionservices.com. Also, Mike's Power Washing. Mike's Power Washing and Gutter Cleaning. Uh, they are doing some pretty cool stuff over there. Uh, $25 discount for uh, repeat customers. You need to call Mike at 217-460-0194 for all your pressure washing, power washing, and gutter cleaning needs uh, and home inspections. So uh, give him a call or look him up on Facebook, Mike's Power Washing and Gutter Cleaning. Uh, his website uh, for the inspection services IrwinInspectionServices.com. Really happy to have Mike jump on as a marketing partner with the podcast. You know, he gave us a pretty good donation there for the uh, for the show, and we're going to do some stuff with that, and uh, we really do appreciate it. Uh, listen, folks, I'm telling you, these guys are helping us out. Let's help them out. Get over there, check out their website, check out his social media, give him a call if you need a home inspection or uh, some power washing or gutter cleaning, gutter cleaning done, um, and he will hook you up. Speaking of hooking you up, uh, we had our trivia this week, and I got to say, congratulations to Rob, the Rainman Fisher, like he really needs congratulations. It seems like uh, every time he turns around, somebody's congratulating him. He's had one hell of a month, uh, one hell of a year. He started out with the uh, ten, uh, Walt Crabtree Memorial win, uh, picking up a big check, a big old Happy Gilmore check uh, for the Walt Crabtree Memorial. Then he goes over to US 41, Steve Keys' race, the Twin Tens. Gets it done over there. I I'm so happy to see him. I know he's been chasing a big race like that for a long time. Uh, 10K. Uh, just can't say enough about Fisher. Um, and, and the way he's racing this year. And then he turns around and wins the very first ever Robbie Easton Memorial. Um, that's pretty pretty special for Rob Fisher. I know that for sure. I've talked to Rob. He said it was one of the most memorable races weekends that he's ever had. And he's going to cherish that one for a very, very long time. I was going to have Rob on and talk about some of that stuff. But you know what? Rob's been on the podcast before. We're trying to get some new people on here. Keep people, um, you know, uh, give give some people that hasn't been on the show a chance to get on here and talk. Um, you know, but I, I can't, you know, it's got nothing to do with his accomplishments because the dude is just on a roll. He, he is literally tearing it up he wins the trivia this week fifty dollars to rob fisher congratulations the trivia question if you guys didn't miss or if you guys missed it it's on the ccd facebook page uh if you're not a member go check that out i do a question every week try to give out some money and uh this week the question was uh brian saunders multiple track champion at coles county dragway he um was notoriously known for driving this car before he had a tragic accident with the car um and lost the car and it was actually i tell you what it's sickening to hear the story because they only made a certain amount of these cars it was not very many they made them for one year um and i asked to what the what the car was i needed the year make and model and rob fisher got, got it he said 1970 rebel machine 
uh, that was Brian Saunders' car, and uh, you know he knew that and got 50 bucks for answering correctly. So congratulations to Rob Fisher on that, and, uh, and congratulations on just one hell of a month lately. I mean, last two months have been just phenomenal for Rob. Uh, you know, I know Christie's. She was there to see the Rob Fisher or the Robbie Easton Memorial race, and was you know she raced in it. And, you know, I was standing up there at the fence with her and, you know, actually, I believe he's the one who took my dad out. And, and I, you know what, I high-fived her. I was happy for her and, and Fisher. And he's just been on a roll. And I know that he's, you know, he's really proud of that win. So um, awesome job to Fisher this weekend. And congratulations again on the win in the Trivia of the Week. Um, obviously, I do have some interviews lined up. Uh, that's going to be some good stuff. We'll get to that in here in a little bit. Um, we're going to go ahead and go into some results this weekend. It was it was freaking awesome. I, um, you know, I, I, I've talked about uh, how awesome of a weekend it was. And, and, you know, I looked up there. I seen six cars on the ladder in the Robbie Easton Memorial Race. And it was Terry Willard, uh, Andy Romine, Rob Fisher, Ron Hill, and Travis Booth with two entries. Um, and, and I'm just sitting here thinking to myself, this is just so awesome to see these six guys sitting here getting ready to run off for one of the most you know prized possessions of the year with the Robbie Easton Memorial very first ever you know big checks thanks to Shannon Brand um, you know they they donated those checks and I can't say thank you enough um, and you know we got the special plaques I've just it, it was amazing to see you know how it all shaped up um, got a you know huge shout out to Fisher he ended up winning it all and uh, you know, got the got the very first ever Robbie Easton Memorial plaque, um, and and win this weekend. But you know, I I gotta say hats off to Terry Willer. He jumped in a good car this weekend, and, and it was I was so nice to see him go rounds. He was just zoned in and focused on racing and having a good time. Um, you know, Ron Hill, awesome weekend. He ended up you know winning the next day Sunday. He won pro class raced against Dustin Bryant, and you know I gotta give a shout out to those guys too. They 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 support Coles County. The Litchfield gang, uh, you guys are awesome. I really, really, really enjoy when Dustin and Phil and all of you guys come over. Um, if you don't know Phil Bryant or Dustin, you know, I, I could sit and talk with Phil for, you know, hours. He's just that nice of a guy. I, I really enjoy when they, they're there, and I really enjoy talking to Phil. And, you know, Dustin, he's just one cool cat. Um, you know, no pun intended there since he's a huge fan of cats. He loves cats. Hey, I do too. I got two of them my own. I love them to death. And, I'm a cat guy, so is Dustin. So we uh, pretty have a pretty good easy time getting along. Uh, but yeah, I, I really I really appreciate them guys coming. Um, like I said, a lot of fun hanging out with them guys, and and I respect the hell out of you know Phil Bryant and Dustin. He actually was in the final against my dad. Uh, Dustin had a lot of fun. I know he did. Um, his nitrous bottle will probably tell the story if, whether he had fun or not. But it's probably a little low this weekend. Maybe not all the way. But <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. He's a hell of a racer. He he can really mess you up at times. I've raced him and he's messed me up. But uh, just shout out to Dustin on a hell of a job driving this weekend. And and Phil, you know, uh, you know, awesome job as always. Phil usually comes down to Coles County and takes our money. He just usually kicks all of our asses. But I still enjoy it. I love when them guys come down, and I really appreciate the support. Uh, sportsman class on Sunday was awesome too. Uh, Nick Harlan gets the win. Nick don't race much, you know. I I know he would if he could, um, if he had a car together. And he actually uses his dad's car. He raced Sarah Cassidy's car Saturday in pro, I believe. Uh, but he was on fire Sunday. Uh, parked it on the dance floor and you know won the Sportsman Spectacular. 
uh, Robbie Easton Memorial, and I couldn't be more happier for you know him. And and Chad Isley was in the final, and I know Chad wanted this one, you know, probably more than any of him. You know, I'm telling you something, Chad has accomplished just about more on a drag strip than any of us that's listening. And he is one of the best to do it. He is one hell of a racer and one of the nicest guys you'll meet. I love talking to Chad as well. He's just an awesome dude. And and he was in the final. And I know how close him and, and Robbie were, uh, you know, back in the day. And I really know that it was probably an emotional for Chad to be there and, and have a chance at this. And I know he wanted it really, really bad. Um, and, and just clicked it red in the final. And Nick Harlan got the win. But I just I can't say how awesome enough to see them two in the final. I'm happy for both of them. I'm happy for everybody that, you know, came out and had success and had a good time. It was a, it was an awesome weekend. You just had to be there to understand. But um, hats off to those guys. Super Pro class was pretty awesome. Um, you know what? Saturday night, I got a <laughs> huge shout-out here. Randy Katz got the job done i ain't seen randy uh racing like that in a long time actually matter of fact i went and talked to randy after the race in the winter circle he hasn't won a race and and been on the dance floor since 1998 let me tell you something guys that's a long time it's been a long time coming for randy i couldn't have been happier to see randy Katz win saturday night it was just the whole the whole crowd up by the fence was going nuts Everybody was looking forward to it. And, and I'll tell you another thing. There was a moment in Saturday's race. It's down to the quarterfinals, I think. And I think, you know, Randy Katz and Dana Coots pulled on the track. They matched up. And I just looked at, you know, this matchup and said to myself, how awesome is this? You got two dragsters that, that you know, are down in the quarterfinals or, you know, I semifinals. I don't remember exactly. But you know legendary guys that's been at coles county for a long time having success they're you know sitting there about to square off and and you know randy end up getting gets the win but i just i couldn't be more excited for how things shaped up this week randy katz deserves a huge round of applause randy is an awesome dude um i, I really i really really enjoyed it uh seeing randy win i wouldn't shook his hand he was shaking so bad he could barely shake your hand he, i mean he was just so pumped up I couldn't be happier for him, you know, brother of the Denny, and Denny was just, he was there with him every step of the way, and just a special moment for Randy Katz and, and the Katz family, uh, just awesome job, we hope to see you out there more, um, you just proved a point, man, you could show up and win any any given week, you might as well try it every week, man, <laughs> so we'd love to see you out there, man, uh, but awesome job to Randy Katz Saturday night with the Super Pro win, Jesse Fritz got the win in Sportsman. Uh, pretty awesome deal for Jesse. He's climbing up there in the points. I haven't seen the points yet. I told, you know, this, this, I'm doing this episode. Um, it's Monday night. I'm sitting in my semi in Memphis, Indiana, and we're doing this, you know, recording this a little early, but Rod hadn't got the points out and, and it's totally understandable. Um, Rod's had a busy week and I, and you know, he had two weeks of, or two days of points to figure up. So I haven't gotten to see the points yet. Uh, but you know, I, and we'll probably skip the, uh, the rundown, the top 10 rundown this week. Um, you know, it's going to be a long episode. I got a pretty long interview, um, coming up. So, uh, you know, I, I, hats off to Jesse Fritz. I don't know where you're at in the points yet, buddy, but I, I know you're coming up there. You're climbing the ladder. You're having a hell of a, hell of a weekend or hell of a week year. Sorry. I got all messed up there. You're having a hell of a year. And, and I'm just, you know, although, I do remember talking to you on the podcast um, a couple weeks ago. I interviewed you, and you made a comment about coming to CCD with your Roadster, and you were going to search out Corey Butler 
in the first round and and guess what you didn't get him in the first round that week and i don't know if you got him at all but you got him this week and man oh man sit down young gun let me show you how this is done Corey laid one on you uh <laughs> so i had to give you a little crap on that one uh, I heard it. I, I I was watching at the fence, and I heard the numbers, and and Corey, you know, smacked you around a little bit there. But hey, you're doing a hell of a job in every single thing you drive, and so keep at it, dude. You're going to be one heavy hitter in that class, and and obviously you're already a heavy hitter in the juniors and the the sportsman class. So keep up the good work, and congratulations. Um, he beats David Lyons. I've been saying this all year, man. David's on a tear this year. He's 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 looking for that first win. Um, and he's he's climbing up the points, and he is just racing really, really well. David is having an awesome year, um, and I expect that first win to come real, real soon, like the way he's racing. So awesome job to David. Um, awesome job to Jesse. Awesome job to Randy Katz, and, and, you know, it was just a hell of a weekend. Alex Smith was runner-up uh, Saturday to Randy. Uh, Alec had a pretty good day. I, I actually, I talked to Rod and he had talked to Alec and, and, you know, he had a hell of a good weekend. I mean, he was just killer all day. Um, I heard some of the lights he had and he dude was just on fire, but, uh, you know, congratulations to Alec on the runner up. Um, you know, we talked about this, Rob Fisher, Andy Romine, the final of the Robbie Easton Memorial. Andy, I know was very emotional, uh, for that race and wanted that one and Rob Fisher, Got it done. Andy clicked it red, and Rob Fisher was your first ever Robbie Easton Memorial winner. Um, so awesome job. Novice Street, Johnny Barbie, and uh, Mike Cotter run it up. So good job to Johnny. I believe that might be his third win. I'm not positive on that, but he might be moving up into the sportsman class. Uh, junior Dragsters, Wyatt Scales picked up the first ever win in the big, you know, the big main class. Um, a huge shout out to Wyatt. Uh, Jesse Fritz run it up. Jesse obviously talked about him and how good of a year he's having. But Wyatt Scales is, and, and Wyatt's moving up in the points. I just seen the points uh, posted by Jody Lee, and, and Wyatt is moving up there. Uh, hell of a job to Wyatt. I was happy to see that. $324 check. Big check, too. Um, the Robbie Easton Jr. Dragster Memorial. So awesome job to Wyatt Scales. That's, I'm going to tell you something, young man. That is a hell of an accomplishment. You have no idea. You're too young to know Robbie, but uh, you're, you're right there winning that race and being in the same name as Robbie Easton. You're, or being in the same sentence as Robbie Easton is, is a hell of an accomplishment. And you know what? That, that kid was one of the best to ever do it in a junior dragster. And you just won a race honoring his name. So awesome job to Wyatt. Uh, Ray Evans, consolation. Rebecca Motley uh, won the Ray Evans. Jaden Jones with runner-up. So good good job to both of those drivers. Uh, talked about talked about the pro final on Sunday. Ron Hill, Dustin Bryant. Um, and then obviously the sportsman, the, the sportsman spectacular. Nick Harlan and Chad Isley. Uh, junior Jacksters, Andrew Long. We're going to be interviewing Andrew uh, and his dad, Bubba. And I was so happy to see this. Andrew got his first win. Uh, beat Tucker Dom in the final. Um I really, you know, I'm a big fan of Tucker Don, but I was really excited to see Andrew Long win, get his first win. I grew up with his dad. Me and Bubba have a lot of memories. We we graduated the same year. We lived about 10 miles apart and, you know, played basketball together and, and, and you know, a girl, I guess, against each other. But, um, you know, Bubba was just a really good dude and he always has been. And I got a chance to catch up with Bubba a lot this weekend and had a lot of fun. And seeing his kid win, it was pretty special, pretty special deal. Uh, Cruz Lee picked up his second Concy win of the year. Cruz having a pretty good year. Wyatt, uh, Wyatt Scales actually runnered up in the the Concy on Sunday, so Wyatt had a pretty good weekend. Um, 
really good weekend for Wyatt. Uh, but congratulations to Cruz Lee, uh, Wyatt Scales, Andrew Long, Tucker Dom, all with awesome, phenomenal jobs. And then to the Bob Easton Super Pro Memorial, Jason McConnell. Racing Jason, J-Mac, Jason McConnell. Uh, this was awesome. I, I love when Jason comes to the track. I love that car. I love the way Jason races. I love hanging out with Jason. Jason's a good dude. Um, he's funny. He's got stories. He's he's just a good dude. He, him and Sarah Weaver like messing with each other, and I believe he knocked her out in in uh, uh, maybe the quarterfinals, uh, possibly semis. I can't remember, but you know she was on a tear this weekend too. She she won't tell you that she's a very good racer. She don't get her, she she don't get up on herself very well, but Sarah is really having a phenomenal year. Uh, and, and it seems like every time she's down there, she's in the late rounds and winning rounds and winning money, and uh, she's having a really good year. But Jason McConnell knocks her out, moves on, and then uh, ends up racing Bob Paul in the final. Bob Paul, we all know Bob Paul. Bob Paul in the final? <laughs> what big deal, right? Bob Paul's always in the final. But here's the deal. Bob Paul's in the final of a big money race. Bob Paul does not normally run big money events, but this is a regular event. This is a points race. Bob's in there, and guess what? He's in the final. <laughs> so... That's freaking awesome. I, I love to see it. Um, and Jason Jason gets it done in the final. Bob, I think, was actually just killer in the final, if I believe so. Or if I believe right. They were both lights out in the final. Uh, it was a kill, killer killer round. Jason McConnell gets it done. I walked over to Jason, and I walked over to Bob, and I, sh Bob, and I showed them the plaque that they were going to get. And Jason just looked right at me dead in the eyes and said, I want that. And he, he went out and got it. Uh, so killer job to Jason McConnell. Uh, for getting the win in the Bob e very first Bob Easton Memorial race. And he raced off against Ron Hill and the king of the track. And Jason McConnell got that one too. Uh, so hell of a weekend for Jason. Uh, racing Jason. Uh, hopefully we'll see him down there a little more this year. He's he's having, you know, that's he hasn't been down there very often. But when he's been there, he's been money. I mean, he's been pretty solid. Uh, so hats off to them guys. And uh, that's pretty much your weekend results. Hey folks, just a reminder, this weekend, um, no Summit ET points, uh, which means open parking. Uh, we're having, uh, they're having the True Nostalgia Super Stocks and Illinois Outlaw Gassers along with a box and no box combo. Um, you know, hey, for spectators, um, for racers, this is a pretty neat show. Um, you know, you, the True Nostalgia Super Stocks and the Illinois Outlaw Gassers put on a hell of a show. So if you're, you know, just a spectator and you want to go out and see a pretty awesome deal, um, some old school cars and whatnot, go down there and check out uh, Coles County Dragway this weekend. They're going to have pr pretty neat stuff going on. So, uh, but yeah, again, no ET points this weekend, which is great for me because I actually too tore the transmission out of my car again. Uh, but yeah, that's another story. I, I'm going to have a long, long weekend ahead of me. Uh, but, um, you know, that I just want to throw that out there. You know, true Nostalgia Super Stalkers and Outlaw Gassers, um, along with the box, no box combo at CCD this weekend. Well, let's get to the fun part of the show. Uh, every weekend we do this, or every week we do this, we get some callers in. We got three callers lined up this week, and we're going to go ahead and get to our first caller. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get that rolling for you guys. It's a, it's a long interview, I will warn you, but man, I tell you what, it is freaking awesome. And, I, and, and I'm so glad I got a chance to talk to this guy. Um, I was really looking forward to doing this last week, and we had a uh, communi communication error, um, completely 100% my fault. But uh, he's got some really good stuff for you. So we're going to go ahead and get to the phone calls and uh, get to all of our guests this week. All right. So our first caller this week and um, should have been on last week. This is a totally big time communication error on my part. Um, I actually missed 
the text where he told me he'd do it and I went ahead and just did it without you know following up and it's somebody I really really were, was looking forward to talking to last week um, we've got him this week he he agreed to actually do it last week and I missed the text so we've got him on here it's the coach Andy Romine Andy welcome to the show man how you doing tonight hey good thanks for having Absolutely. Like I said, dude, this is this is an honor just to get you on here. I, I know how close and how much Robbie meant to you. And, and you know, with this weekend coming up, I, I was looking for the guy, the right guys to talk to. Um, a couple of them, you know, bowed out of the race, and, and they, they just they didn't want to get on here and get emotional, I think. Um, they just weren't ready for that. And, and I'm... I was so looking forward to talking to you, and when I when I seen that I missed your text, I was so salty. I, I'm like, oh my god, how did I miss that? But we've got you on here this week. I know we're gonna have fun. I know you've got a lot of Robbie stories. You you two were really tight. You 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 know traveled around the country to some football games, did some bracket racing at other you know states, and I know you got a ton of stories, and I'm looking forward to them, man. You had a yeah. hell of a weekend this weekend too. I mean, you you honored Robbie pretty well getting to the final, and I know I know how bad you wanted that one. I mean, going into this week, how how special of a week was this? Just you know, you knowing that how close you guys were. This is the first ever Robbie Easton Memorial Race. How how special was this for you to to do this this weekend? Yeah, first of all, thanks to you and you know Rod and I know Ellis and of course his brother Todd. And, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was an awesome weekend, and that's all thanks to you guys. But uh, you know, I've I've been in some pretty big bracket races. I've ran the world for a big challenge, and it was a fifty grander. And I'm not sure I've ever been more excited to run a race. My my program this year has pretty much been garbage. Uh, you know, I've I've got a lot going on, and probably racing. I'm not even sure I should be doing it. I'm doing as much as I can, but. Uh, you know, I haven't really gotten things rolling. I really, I really didn't get things rolling this weekend uh, after dark, but uh, I was okay during the day. But I, I was excited um, and, and told my wife, you know, when I woke up Saturday morning, I'd like to be able to put something together here. Uh, and, and uh, you know, if I could have won it, I'd have, it would have been a big deal. You I, know? I, I, I figured it would be. And, you know, a lot of people – talked about how special of a race that was to them and you know you you came as close as you know you know just as close you could come without getting done and you know looking at you looking at the ladder up there and I'm, i'm telling you how awesome this was you got terry willard rob fisher ron hill and travis booth and yourself travis with two entries and looking at that and seeing you know those six entries left in the ladder and it's like this is all local yokels that that all knew Robbie that all were around Robbie and I, I'm telling you that was so awesome I, I remember standing at the fence telling somebody there isn't a single one of these guys that I can root against right now like there I mean I, I'm, I'm happy to see any one of these guys win this race so I, I mean I thought it was pretty awesome to see that you know all six of you down there and that's some that's some <laughs> stiff competition too well pretty good racers but really really good people and absolutely <laughs> Super happy to see Willard be able to get something going. Right. You know, he had the car, and obviously he's just had a tough couple months here. But, mm-hmm. you know, he went up and got my brother's car on Saturday morning. That worked out pretty well for him. But, yeah, you know, Travis, old, and we've all been where he is, where you got two entries late, you feel pretty good, and all of a sudden you go on the track twice and you don't. Right. Uh, 
dad carried it through Sunday, and Rob's been on a heater. So I felt fortunate to be in the group and have a chance. And and uh, you know, hats off to Rob. It worked out for him, and he was really good. Yeah, yep. He was pretty solid in the final. I think twelve up front, I believe. Yeah, he's twelve up front, probably going dead on based off the way that car's been. It's yeah. dirty, so <laughs> it is. Uh, it is really nice weekend. Really nice month, really for Rob. He's been he's been on fire. So hats oh, off to him. No he's, doubt. He just won the trivia today. We did the trivia on the, and he he nailed that one too. He's like, "Yeah, good thing, man. I haven't won anything for a while." And I'm like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> yeah, good stuff no there. Doubt. And you know, Chad Isley in the final. You know, the next day, that's probably one of you know, you and you and Chad are probably two of Robbie's closest friends growing up. And, and you know, I'm looking at that final like, "Wow, this this is awesome." You know, and Nick Nick Harlan gets the win, and Nick grew up around Robbie, and I'm just. Oh, I'm so super excited for how the weekend went. It was a huge turnout, huge crowd. And, and you know, I really, I, I, I was expecting a decent car count, but it kind of exceeded my expectations a bit. And it just really made the day, you know, that more special. But, you know, Chad gets there and, you know, he clicks it red. Nick gets the win. But it's just really, really awesome to see the people that were there and then the ones that really stepped up that you knew wanted it more than anybody out there getting it done oh, yeah, yeah I, I mean robbie was a uh, you know one of them guys that you know i i wasn't as close to robbie as you or chad or several other people but it's just something about robbie as a human being like i've never met anybody that i enjoyed being enjoyed being around as much as him i mean i i, I wish i could have had the opportunities that you had and that chad had and, and uh, several others and I know that you've had you know you guys got some shared some special memories and, and I know you've got a few of them saved up for this show and we're looking forward to hearing them. Yeah, you know, Robbie was buddy. I mean, they were tight. Yeah. And uh, that happened when Chad I think was helping Bubba Long Racing Juniors. He got pretty tight with Robbie and then they became pretty good buddies. And I know that that uh, Chad always referred to Robbie as little buddy. Yeah. Uh, Nick win was pretty cool. Uh you know when we when we first started racing a lot together josh and chad and i and uh, also uh uh robbie obviously with with those three guys nick started uh you know kind of hanging out there when he started racing cars and mm-hmm. nick worked at mcdonald's on south route 45 there Matthew, <laughs> yes you know, he did and there's a lot of times he'd be so mad he couldn't race because he had to work out at mcdonald's so that was our plan man we'd go out there and Nick would load us up with cheeseburgers from McDonald's. We'd throw like 20 burgers in, in the car with us, and we'd eat McDonald's cheeseburgers for dead free. Uh, and I know, Robbie, that was great. I'm, a, I'm Of course, I was 24. I'm a public school teacher. I didn't have anything. So if I buy cheeseburgers, man, that just that was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Saved some money. But Nick Nick hooked us up, and Robbie, Robbie just he loved it. We'd go out there and free burgers. You know, he was in college. I was their early public school teacher, didn't make any money, and uh, we just get in a car and he'd load us up with cheeseburgers. It was fantastic. Oh, good old Nick at the McDonald's. Yeah, I'll never, I remember those days. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now, hey, uh, I want to I wanna share uh, one with you. Uh, one of the most memorable weekends I had with Robbie. Um, I didn't coach, I haven't coached football for one year uh, since I've been. Uh, basically a freshman in college I was coaching high school football so uh, I had to finish my master's degree and I had to take classes in the evening in the 6th 7th year 
And so, and, and I was racing a lot. Uh, there's times I'd have a master's class on a Saturday morning and I already have my stuff at the racetrack and I just leave my, my graduate class to get to the racetrack and race with those guys. But we made a plan. Um, nobody, I don't think a lot of people know this. Robbie Easton loved sports. Yes. He never, played a lot of them. you know, he ended up coaching baseball with Dusty Griffith, but Robbie loved athletics. Huge Eagles fan. He used to tear me up every weekend because I'm a Cowboys fan and we used to go at it right. every year. <laughs> So he loves sports at all levels, and he really loves college athletics, college basketball. He knew so much about them. And I'm an Auburn fan, and uh, so we decided – this is right when cell phones came out now. Yeah. And so we decided, Robbie, Josh, and I, we decided we were going to go down to – Auburn was playing at Ole Miss, and it was the last weekend in October, and I remember that because it was my <laughs> wife's birthday, Halloween – and I forgot about it. We had just started dating oh, no. the previous year. And I think it was maybe the first birthday since we had started dating. And I told her I was going to, and, and I didn't even realize like her birthday was on Halloween. So <laughs> this whole weekend is taking place and her birthday is like on Saturday night, right at Halloween or whatever. So, so we go down to uh, Oxford to watch this game. And if you guys don't know this, SEC football is a formal affair for college students. Like I'm talking southern bells and dresses guys and oh, shirts yeah. and ties and it's a it's a big formal deal and in oxford they have this thing called the grove and, and we always liked that because robbie his nickname you know was the grover <laughs> uh, and on v's coined that term when he's really young but uh so the, the grove is like the biggest tailgate in college football so we're down there and robbie never been anything like this so we get out and get into Oxford and get on campus and get down into their stadiums called Vaught-Hemingway Stadium. And, uh, and and Robbie used to read a lot. So he loved the fact that we were down in, you know, Hemingway. Uh, right. The stuff down there in Mississippi. He loved the Grove. And he couldn't believe how friendly the people were. If you're in the Grove, if you walk by pretty much like everybody's table of of tailgate food is open to anybody. Oh yeah. We hit King's ransom of food. It was a huge game with Auburn. We we played and Auburn wins the game and uh, you know they're they're up a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter and Robbie was kind of the first guy to have a cell phone with the internet, right? Oh okay. So that was like two thousand and six, like I said. And we're sitting there and he's looking at his phone all of a sudden he says, Hey he's like how close are we to Mississippi Route nineteen? I, I actually think maybe it's Route 9, whatever it is. And I'm like, I think it's just here on Oxford, and it goes straight north. And he says, 30 minutes north of here, there's a racetrack called Holly Springs Motorsports Park. Well, nobody knew about Holly Springs at the time. It hadn't become what it is today. Right. And that's the first time we'd heard about it. So we decided, hey, we're going we're gonna to run up there and check out some bracket racing. So game's over. We jump on Route 9. We just we just wheel in there. As soon as we get in there, we're driving Josh's wife's 03 Dodge Neon. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I drove – anytime we go on a trip, I drive because I don't like to not drive. Right. We, we pull in there, and the lady at the gate, you know, she's like, I see your license plate. You all from Illinois. Robbie's like, it's <laughs> Illinois. 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 <laughs> she's like, oh, I'm right. So in her southern draw, she's like, well, is you all going to race tonight? And we're like, oh, no, we're just, we were at the football game in Oxford. We just, we're bracket racers. We want to come out since we all might as well bracket race. It's only $30 to win 1000 in foot break. Oh, wow. So 
I, I, and I'm driving, and I look over at Josh, and he kind of shrugs his shoulders like, whatever. And I look back at Robbie, and he's like, giddy. He's like, yeah, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. <laughs> so we get in there, and uh, for whatever reason, since I was driving, like, well, you drove the whole trip, you race. And I'm like, well, Robbie's the best slow street foot breaker here. Like, you ought to race. He's like, oh, I don't really want to race. I just want to watch. So we enter foot break that night. This story is unbelievable. So Robbie's talking to everybody, and he gets in tight with this dude from Bruce, Mississippi, named Clint Dishman. And Dishman ends up almost winning the original, the OG million later on. Uh, maybe it was the next year. But uh, so so he's making friend after friend after friend. And all of a sudden, I, we start winning some rounds. And, and Robbie, on a, we were debating on whether deep stage this thing, shallow stage, how are we going to do this, right? So he says, well, shallow stage it. And, you know, I hit it the first time. And I'm like, I think I hit a pretty good spot. It pops up on the board. I remember it's 55. Oh, wow. He's like, well, you can work with that. I said, man, I can't go deep, though. It's going to be negative 50. He's like, no, no, no. He's, he's like, let's work on this. He says, get in there and cut, take a cut of the stage beam. So I did. And it pops up, and it's like 31. So he's picking up. So we get this thing figured out. We got a bunch of time runs. And they start calling, like, before elimination start, they start dubbing us this car and as we're going down the track illinois flash oh, and though illinois from the flash. tower from the tower it was illinois flash <laughs> so before you know it robbie has a lightning bolt drawn on the back of the window right down the <laughs> and on one side it says illinois on the back side it says flash <laughs> so we're doubled double entered we uh, put 60 bucks in there and away we went and uh lo and behold we start clicking off some wind lights and and a foot break down there it's all run i mean it's yeah and if you go down south man there's some fast cars in foot breaks and we're we're going 57 miles an hour like right. 1196 and it's neon right and so <laughs> we start turning on some wind lights well lo and behold we get down there and we're down we're down into the money type stuff and steve stites had doubled at 12 cars and i'm and i'm not doubled i lost one early uh but i've got an entry and I have to race Steve Stites at 12 cars. And anybody who knows Steve Stites, he's got a Mustang now, but he co-promotes the World Footbreak Challenge with yeah. Jerry Bennington. And Steve's an unbelievable footer, and he did it in the Cavalier. It's potentiometers on this thing, but he knows this thing was deadly, and he's feared throughout the South in this thing. And so I'm like, okay. So I pull up there, and Stites pulls up right next to me. Now, Stites always runs one particular lane because he – I can't see out of one eye. Something happened, and he doesn't see out of one eye. So he races, he just one eye. Mm -hmm. And um, and so, lo and behold, at 12 cars in Steve's first entry, we're able to beat him. Wow. So it rolls down to six cars, and I'm up in the lanes, and Steve doesn't come up first like he was. He was the last guy in line. Well, I get pulled for the bye. So I go to the back of the line, so it's me and Steve again. And so we're back there, and he's like, hey, you got to, Robert, like, you got to put it in the other lane. And I'm like, well, I haven't ran that lane all night. And he's like, well, it doesn't matter. Steve doesn't see well out of one eye. Put him in the other lane. Like, he always runs this lane because of his eyesight. And I'm like, wow. Kind of like, not a great dude. And he's like, I don't give a shit. Put him in the other lane. <laughs> so, so we did. And like, I'm like, okay, well, I want this lane. He's like, just ran the other lane. I'm like, well. We're switching lanes. So, <laughs> so Robbie didn't care. So so we get down there and end up 
win beating Steve again at, at uh, six cars, well, that bye at three carries on into the final. Right. So this is awesome. And here's the deal. As we get rolling, like as soon as as soon as that car would start rolling, I mean, the stage beam hasn't shut off, and Josh and Robbie are on the fence. Man, they're going bonkers, berserko. <laughs> like I could, and like they were about ten foot out in front of the tree, and as soon as they'd leave, they'd start jumping up and down, you know, and I'd be driving by, giving a fist pump, like I think I'm pretty good, I think I'm pretty good, <laughs> going there. So, in the final, I have to race a guy named David Gibson. Beautiful. 67 Chevy 2 is blue. He really knew, if you guys uh, remember, um, uh, he really knew Bill Little pretty well. Oh, Bill, something. yeah. So, so David, he was talking to us, you know. He was talking to us. And uh, and and so we raced him in the final. So I'm dialed, I remember this, I'm dialed 1197. And David Gibson's dialed 596. That's $1,000 to win. Wow. And David doesn't want to cut. He's like, I just, ah, hell, let's just race. Okay, I'm okay with that. Right. So he's not on the two-step, obviously. He's got a five, six-second wait, basically, 6.01 second wait or whatever that math works out mm -hmm. to. So in the final, I'm in the left lane. They're 10 foot out in front of the tree. And basically, Robbie's smart enough to get down, to try to get down out in front of the tree so David Gibson can see them as he looks through the tree. Right? Okay. So he's in the right lane. He's looking across to his left at the tree, and they're behind the tree in his eyesight trying to just distract the shit out of him. Oh, wow. <laughs> so so I, I leave, and I mean, I was like one of those, we've all done it, where you leave and you're like, you kind of cringe and you're like, get that half eye shut, and that thing turns oh, yeah. up green. Oh, yeah. They start going. I mean, absolutely berserk, rotten. You guys remember? <laughs> they the knew. He's flailing his arms. Oh he's yeah. Screaming. Like I mean, mad. I can hear him playing his day in my car. <laughs> well, Gibson's car kind of had mufflers on it, and he wasn't even on a two-step yet. He's got to wait six point oh one seconds, right? Right. So we leave, and I drive by those guys, and I'm giving this big fist pump, and they're still going crazy, bananas bonkers. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I get to about half track, and I just turn around and look, and and Gibson, I'm halfway down, 330 feet down the track, and Gibson's light comes up red. I'll never forget it. Oh, he turns man. it red. And I can hear those guys as soon as his light turns red, and they go absolutely bananas wow. on, the, on the side of the racetrack. That's and about so, as good so as our, a drag story I think I've ever heard. Oh, it was it, <laughs> to, this day, to this day, it's the funnest night, single night I've ever had at a racetrack. I can only imagine. And, uh, and so here's the thing, though. This is where the story gets better. So, you, a lot of people don't know this. Robbie, I mean, he he never like, he got out of college, and uh, but he, this was when he was in coming. He didn't have a lot of money. None right. of us had any money. Right. Like we, we get down there and we ain't got nothing. Yeah. So so Robbie has a little bit of money, and I I mean I don't gamble. I, I watched the Cardinals win the World Series the night before. I was in the at the bar watching at the sports bar watching it in Tunica. The Cardinals beat the Tigers in the World Series. And uh, and I go up and go to bed. And I'm excited for the football game the next day. You know, we had no idea we were going to race and all that stuff was going right. to happen. So, so this is really cool. So about two, three, four in the morning, Robbie comes in and he's wearing a hockey jersey. <laughs> so so Robbie had developed this concept. This hockey jersey was like the best luck thing ever. Like he had worn it one night playing poker at Illinois Wesleyan. 
and won some money, and so that's like his good luck charm. Okay. And and so he they come up in the room, man. They open the door. They're going crazy, jumping on the bed, and like I'm waking up, and I'm like, "What are you guys doing?" <laughs> hey, we just won. We won. We won money in the casino. They won three hundred dollars. Robbie, I remember Robbie won three hundred some bucks. Well, that's a big deal, guys. Oh right? yeah, absolutely. That, that, pay, that pays for the trip. It pays for the ticket. It pays for gas. You know, we didn't have trips. Trips basically free. <laughs> and right. so the next day, we're going to this football game, and and we end up ended up this drag strip that night holly springs win a thousand dollars we go but we're, we go back to tunica we go back to, to the casino to the casino <laughs> and and robbie's like dude you've got to gamble you just want a thousand bucks and i'm like dude i don't gamble like i want a thousand bucks let's keep a thousand bucks right no 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 that's we don't that's not how it works they just you, you gotta 40 bucks 40 bucks you gotta gamble 40 bucks <laughs> I said, okay, fine. Now, I, I heard Sarah Weaver talking last week about how Robbie hated cigarette smoke. He hated Oh, it. yes. And that's the one thing he hated about Mississippi. You could still smoke in the casinos, right. but they had a not smoking slot room. So that's where we go. Okay. And we walk in, you know, and I turn to my right and I sit down. And he's like, you can't gamble right there. I'm like, why not? He's like, society's lazy. Everybody who opens that door sits down at that slot machine. <laughs> oh, yeah. That. That's. That's, can't play that way. That's putting so a lot I of walk, thought into it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's what I'm saying, mindless. So I walk all the way to the other side, opposite corner, and I sit down. He's like, you can't do that. He's like, if people think like us, they don't play that one, they go play the one furthest away. <laughs> that's and a I'm lot like, of okay, thought. There, there's 200 machines in here. Which one do I play? He <laughs> says, you go play the one right in the middle of the room. Okay. All right, well, which one's that? He's like, this one right here. And it's a baseball slot machine, right? Uh, whatever. Okay. They all got some kind of design on them, I guess. Right. We put $40 in their first pull. It hits for 400 Oh, wow. Uh, he's doing, like, cart... True story. He's doing, like, cartwheels and backflips. <laughs> right? I mean, he's he's going absolutely bananas <laughs> over this because it, it wins it wins this wins this $400. So, we, uh, you know, we... We, we uh, that's one of my favorite memories. That so is that awesome. We, I, I can only football game race. You know, he Robbie also on that trip. He hated country music. Oh, hated. I know. Yes, he did. Twangy country music, violins, steel guitars. I love it. Man. He, <laughs> yeah. that, that's like that's like the devil's music in his mind. <laughs> so of course we're down in Southern Illinois on the way to Mississippi, and all of a sudden something pops up on the radio. We we hadn't had the radio on. We're just talking all the way down, you know, and something pops up on the radio, really twangy and. Man, Josh, they blast that music on the on the speakers, and <laughs> we're up there dancing, just knowing it's just eating him like crazy. And <laughs> turns his body, not his head, his entire body, to where his right shoulder. He's in the passenger seat on the rear, to where his right shoulder's against the cushion, and he sits there for like five minutes, and he just keeps staring out the window. Finally, I turn the music, and I'm like, "Dude, you okay? What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh yeah." I'm just looking for a soft place to land, and I have to jump out of this damn. Thing. <laughs> that's how. That's how. That's how much hated. Uh, uh, he hated. I, so honestly, that, when I made the video, when I I did the little video, you know, just kind of a little, you know, put some pictures to it. I'm thinking, what kind of song do I gotta? I mean, what kind of what kind of song am I gonna put of this? And I'm, the first thought was, like, it cannot be country. Absolutely not. I knew Robbie hated country. He would just rip country music apart man he just couldn't no, hey, stand it <laughs> hey he would he would give you the whole it's either about your dog dying yeah 
<laughs> your girlfriend leaving. Truck, your girlfriend onion leaving. Yeah. yeah. It's, all, it's all related to that. He hated it. He said it was the most depressing type of music in the world. He's probably right. So yeah, he yeah he he's he was right about a lot of things. That's that's crazy. The story of the yeah. you know I, how many people think of that walking to a casino? You can't play that machine. That's the first one everybody yeah. played. Oh. I, I mean he's he's that dude was unbelievably smart, but he was, put a lot yeah. of thought into just about everything. There was logic. You know he had a friend in college. I think his name was LJ who won fifty thousand dollars out in Vegas. Wow. And uh, nobody knows this. Robbie got into counting cards. Yes, he, I, I've Robbie heard would this. Go out as a card counter, mm-hmm. and uh, his goal was to get labeled as a shark, and that was kind of right at the time where he kind of separated from yeah. from the race game, at least locally. But yeah, he was he was like that, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, just just unbelievably intelligent, and he had the had the mathematical mind and the memory to do just that as a card counter. Oh, absolutely. If there's anybody, really yeah, good. right. The dude was. Hey, I got two stories, Rusty, for you about yeah, about I'll... some. People some racing strategy yeah um, so yeah I, I i'm curious to know if i was if i was right on this last week um i made a comment about you know that robbie taught a lot of people different things and, and explained why you know he thought it would be better or why it would work and i, I took a stab at it because i thought i remember you saying that you roll off your button and it's something that you, you know robbie suggested and i wasn't sure if that was correct or not so maybe i can't I cannot tell you how many hours we talked about button pressure, release motions. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people just show up and race. Right. And and that's why Robbie was so good. He didn't just show up and race. Like, he fought his way through the game, scenario, right. situation. How do I make myself tighter everywhere on the racetrack? You know? Right. And uh, so we button pressure, one joint movements, and and you know he here's the thing about Robbie, he didn't just ask Johnny Joshno, like he went and talked to the people who were winning and winning a lot mm-hmm. about how they did things. Right. Uh, you know he's like, hey, I'm going to emulate somebody. I'm not going to emulate somebody that doesn't go any rounds. He says I want to emulate people who are winning. But but I will say this, uh, he was probably the first guy. You know, Coles County, because of Ron and, and Bob, um, and, and I, I think, um, you know, Tim Lynch and, and those guys that really got that ball rolling at Coles County. Right. That Robbie was the first guy who understood it's not just cutting a light and running your number. And I, I know, I, listen, there's a place in the game to this day for somebody who can just knock the tree over and put it dead off. There Absolutely. Right. That's hard to be, right? Hey, I'm, this is what I'm going to be. I'm going to be 20 total. And if you can get inside of it, I'll tip my cap to you. Yeah. He, but in junior dragsters, and especially with the technology in junior dragsters back then, those things didn't run the number. No. Because of that, and because of how smart Robbie was and how good he was with math, Robbie was the first guy, I think, maybe to the degree he did it at, whether it was a junior dragster or a big car, he was the first guy locally, and, and he taught himself how to manipulate a race. He could manipulate the race, and it didn't work out every time like it doesn't for any of us. Right. But, you know, he was the guy who could hold. He was the guy who'd get down there and check out when it didn't look like he thought it should look. Mm-hmm. Stuff that we're doing nowadays, and you're like, well, that's just part of racing. Yeah. Well, that wasn't it. That wasn't it back in the day. 50, go one above, you're going to win a lot of win lights. Yeah. You know, you're going to turn off a lot of win lights. But back then. But, but uh, he, I think, taught a lot of people there's more to this game than just. You know, hitting the tree and, and doing the best you can to run the number 
I think he made the game locally tighter because when that guy's winning all the time and he's not dialing one safe. No. Maybe he's dialing maybe he's got one with him. He's carrying one with him. He changed it. And I, I, and, and I agree. did it he didn't do it as a thirty eight year old, like he did as an eighteen year old. Right. He changed the game locally. Um but I got I got two good ones for you, Rusty. I know I talk a lot. Man. No, no, no. You're fine. I, I, I was looking forward to this all week last week, and I knew you were going to have some really good stories. I, I want to hear everything you got, man. And, and you know, so speaking got- on that, the, the holding the numbers, I, I thought that that I really wanted to say that last week, but I, I wasn't 100% sure. But I honestly felt that Robbie was the first one to start holding numbers. But And, and that's kind of what I was hinting about, about how he taught a lot of people a lot of stuff is about, you know, you look at, you know, you look at everybody down in there. there there's, you know, a quarter or a third of the guys down there are holding numbers. And and I feel like that was all because of how Robbie raced and how, you know, he spread the word and he taught a lot of people, a lot of things. And he just revolutionized the sport locally. I mean, it's, it's insane I'm, to think I'm, that, but I really believe that yeah. that's true. And I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure other people were doing it. But right. His, his level of execution because of how he could think his way through a race and yeah. then, and analyze it. He, he's the guy who taught me how to log runs. Yeah. You know, and and, and it, it, logging runs isn't just writing your numbers in a book. You know, it's split times. Split time, yeah. Predicted ETs, and he was unbelievable at that stuff. But mm-hmm. um, so two things. Uh, you know, he had the Fiero, and and for those of you guys who don't know this, Robbie was a really, really good bowler. Like people don't realize how competitive he was. Yeah. Um, he was outside of racing. He was ridiculously. He was competitive with his grades. He was a great student. Um, competitive with himself, yeah. trying to time himself how fast he can get home. And <laughs> absolutely. So, so one thing about his racing strategy in the field, he'd roll in. He always had two sixteen-pound bowling balls with him. He threw sixteen-pound bowling balls because he had this thing figured out about inertia and mass and force and pin explosion with balls and you know <laughs> that mass sounds velocity. about right. So smart, right? So <laughs> the aero engine is in the back of the car, so his trunk's always weird. He'd get there and he'd pop the hood to really right. the trunk in the aero, and he'd pile a spare tire out and hold balls <laughs> in about 10 right? So all of a sudden, I, I, I mean, I remember watching him race. He'd wheel back in there, and, uh, and, and, and this is when people were kind of starting to figure out, like, this guy's doing something a little bit different. Yeah. So he, he, he'd wheel up there. And I'd see him, and all of a sudden, he'd kind of look around. Nobody's looking. He'd pick up his bowling balls and throw them in his trunk. That's at 32 pounds. <laughs> and he'd the staging lanes. And, and, then, and then, when people could see him, and people were paying attention and knowing what he'd run, he'd wipe his dialing off his window and dial up for We're <laughs> <laughs> like, well, why would he do that? Why would he, look, I just heard what he ran on a bike run, and now he's dialing up for So they'd go down there and think, well, he's going to yeah, he's gonna go down so that he just he just mind screwed people. Oh man, no and doubt. The whole time, put two sixteen pound bowling balls in there, dialed up four, and he's going dead off. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just that's uh, crazy. So that, it's it's that that really that that really sums up the kind of guy the, and the competitor and the thought process that he put into this. I mean, that no really just explains it to a T. No doubt. So here's here's one more about racing strategy. You know, he was in that tracks where he hated it. Oh, and, I know. And my, my dad and I, and really my dad, actually, when when Bob went out to Utah, that dragster wasn't quite finished. Um, Bob had made sure before he left, Robbie had a big, long trailer for that dragster. Uh-huh. 
but it wasn't quite finished. And so he brought that up to the shop, and my dad got that thing running for him, basically. It just it has to just be near radiator lines, whatever. And and so he starts racing. And, of course, just like he is in anything, he's good. You know, yeah. he wins a championship and runs Lee, Ron Lee's Jeep on a whim. Right. Uh, and so and so, uh, he, in that dragster, Robbie got to the point where he knew people. It was black. It was dark. And, of course, Coles County is a dark place anyways. It's so much better than it used to be. He would, what he would do is, it's hard to see him, and then Coles County's narrow. Well, in his mind, he's like, I'm going to make this as narrow as I can, so they can't. So Robbie got into the habit of, as soon as he would leave and cross the 60-foot timer, he'd dive his right tire over, if he was in the left lane, as close as he possibly could to the center line. So on an already narrow track, nobody yeah. could pick him up. Wow. Right? Nobody could pick him up. So I'll never forget this. I don't remember what year it was, five or six, maybe maybe four. He's in the dragster, and he and Josh Chase are tied when they're both eliminated in the race for the race of champions runoff on the last weekend of August. So they've got to have a runoff. Mm-hmm. And and I'll, I'll never forget, Josh is over there, and Kim, and they step this thing off and put a lawn chair up way back there, and Josh is... <laughs> Josh is Josh is sitting his mirror like he's like, I'm going to see him, right? Josh is sitting his <laughs> And Robbie's just over there looking at him, you know, whatever. And and so and so they go up and have this runoff, and Robbie does just what you think. He's in the left lane, and, and they leave. And he didn't know this at the time, but he was about, I'm going to say, 16 to 18 numbers better up front than Josh. Now, that's two miles to Robbie. He's yeah. going to drive in every time right and 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 of course josh had one of the best cars on the planet at the right. time he's probably going dead on but when when robbie's got 18 like he's driving that finish line right he's winning that round so he leaves darts over to the center line gets down there starts ripping the throttle to take the finish line and kind of you know how we all do it you're down there and you're kind of like opponent track opponent track your head's going back and forth yeah. right? you got that rubber neck going and all of a sudden, he looks up and he's going to hit the he's going to hit the five ninety four cone. <laughs> so he has to bail on the run and jerk the steering wheel back from the center line. Wow! And Josh ends up uh, Josh ends up beating him for the race of champions runoff. And I'll never forget Robbie. Robbie was he he celebrated hard when he won, and he took losses really really hard when he felt like his equipment gave him a chance to win and he didn't execute it yes man he sat on that trailer for an hour on the edge i'll never forget it man i can picture in my head right now he sat on that trailer for an hour pitted right in front of where you park right now yep Uh uh-huh and he sat on that trailer for an hour with his elbows on his knees just staring at the ground yeah. And eventually, Josh and Robbie and I went out to Steak and Shake, and he got a chicken taco salad and iced water with sugar like he always did. <laughs> and he told us exactly what happened. Wow. And he's like, sometimes when you feel like you're doing the right thing, and I feel like he said, if I had to do it again, I'd do it again. But he said, I just didn't execute. And he got yeah. lost with where he was when he darted to the center. Mm-hmm. And he got a little too far over and had to bail out on the run so he didn't hit the cone. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, that's – you you're talking about – Robbie and how he did that. There's somebody else that I think has a little trick up their sleeve that, you know, I, I just told somebody this week, you know, I've seen Chad Isley run the right lane a lot in his bike, but when it gets dark, you can almost bet you Chad Isley's going to the left lane. 
it's hard enough to see that bike in in general but he, you know i think that you know same thought process there he's like you know what i'm going to the left because it's a lot or he's going to the yeah he's going to the right lane or no no, no let me think about this he he switches lanes in the middle of the night because you know he thinks that you know you can't see him looking over your shoulder and and it's he's right man i i, I do not like racing chad isley at night and I, and I notice he likes to throw people in a, a different he'll switch lanes when it gets dark and i think a lot yeah, of it's got to do with that i don't think anybody likes to really race chad anytime right so. <laughs> no kidding yeah no doubt <laughs> I, I i was dead honest with him this weekend i pulled up there and there was i don't remember how many cars was left um i think i got beat in the fifth round and he was the first one in line and i'm like you know it, it, he had already switched i think the lanes and i'm like you know what i'm diving in behind him and i got out of my car and i said i ain't even gonna lie dude i don't want to race you right now i said i can't see that bike at night i said hopefully i'll race you sometime later in the night he's like hey don't worry about it man we all do it <laughs> but yeah it, it's it's tough to see that guy at night and, and you know that's crazy i think stacy gerald might move over close to the center line now but obviously you can see her coming but she just does it i think because she can drive drive the strike yeah. better but yeah i i did not know that about robbie and the dragster i i mean i oh yeah yeah that's that that's, happened. that's crazy that happened. that's insane yeah. i remember when he actually broke that dragster and they thought maybe it was a cause of that open trailer that he was pulling on wasn't it bouncing or something yeah, yeah. hey there was Rusty, I didn't have this one planned. There was a local guy. If you guys remember right, Robbie won bike like four times on a scooter. <laughs> and there was nothing oh, yes. About it, right? There was nothing illegal about, about you know, he, he put on what he had to put on. That was, that was some of the best nights ever watching Robbie wheel that scooter. And he won bike on a scooter. He beat guys like Joe Cordy or yeah. whatever. There was a local guy. He lives in Tuscola. I'm not going to mention his name. Man, he threw an absolute fit. Quit racing because Robbie beat him. Um in a final round one night on a like Honda Spree, that black Honda Spree that they used <laughs> with to the wind stickers and final four stickers all over I'd it. One bike three or four times, you know, and <laughs> not here. And I'd be scared to death to do it. It didn't bother him at all, man. He used to get out and do it. Oh, no uh, doubt. It was awesome. Hey, uh, speaking of bikes, that same Honda Spree scooter didn't make it. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know this, when you are headed south into the drag strip across the bridge, Right when you get to the main gate, there is a, if you take a right, there's like a, a road that wheels back there, back towards the, I guess it would be west. And it yeah. goes, I think it's, yeah, and it goes back there about three quarters of a mile. So, you know, we everybody was into riding quads and four wheels oh, or yeah. whatever after hours, but they, they, I wasn't, I wasn't down there with these guys at the time, but he and Josh were back there just ripping their scooters back there on this thing and they kind of veer off the beaten path if you can't see it real well it's kind of grown up and i'm pretty sure it was robbie it may have been josh they're riding together and he comes up and hits something and it he's just over the handlebars okay so that i was there that night and i was on somebody's four-wheeler i do remember this i talked about this last week yeah i think that was robbie and it was a, i think it was a fence like a uh no no. Okay, so maybe I'm a, thinking of a different time, but yeah, I do okay. remember something similar to this. So this this so this was a tombstone. Oh, there's a cemetery there. Yes. Nobody, nobody people know, but it's a registered cemetery. I talked to, I was telling this story to Todd Easton this week at the racetrack, and uh, so so here's the cool part about this though. Nobody knew that cemetery was there. So he hits that thing. Thank God he didn't get hurt. I, mm. I guess there's probably, I'm going to take a guess, that there's 15 headstones back there if you really go searching. And I went back there a few weeks ago to look for it. 
you can't see it right now because grass has grown up. And I don't know, I don't know if somebody's taking it down, but it looks like a small family cemetery. Well, uh, funny, did tell me it's registered with the township. But anyways, so Robbie and Josh and those guys took it upon themselves to go out there and clean that cemetery up. They weeded it around the headstones, and they they took care of that cemetery. That was kind of their deal. Wow. They took care of that cemetery back there to the west for for quite a little while there, with weed eaters, and they kind of took it on their on their shoulders to make sure that got taken care of. And they found it because they wrecked over the top of one of those tombstones one night. You know, it's funny. Cool. It's funny you bring that up. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. You might want to talk to Rick Scott. He he claimed that they we would find it, and we we went looking for it this weekend. <laughs> That's where the pictures with the corn in the backfield that you know made Facebook this week. Uh, me, Bubba Long, Alex Winkler, Max Scott, Tim. We've we we we've we've heard about this cemetery. I think maybe I've heard it from you, and we did definitely did not find it. I mean, they weed eated the headstones. Unless <laughs> somebody who lives up on the hill now is thinking that that thing is back there. So yeah, that's insane. Everybody bring their weed eaters. Hey, listen, I I, uh, I know look, I've talked a lot. I'm a public school teacher, and this is how I teach school, man. I tell stories <laughs> about stuff related to history. But we loved it, man. I, I this is awesome. I'm I'm every there ain't a person out there that's listening that that didn't enjoy this. Well, I got I got one more for you. Let's hear it. This one will be quick. Uh, so, you know, we were fortunate enough, I think, in 2010. It was 10. Uh, that's what the year my wife and I got married on the 18th of December. And, of course, we got married in December because we like to race in the summer. And we coach football in the fall. Right. And so we're, we're just going to try to – so we had our wedding the week before Christmas 2010. And, you know, probably for a good year – that's when Robbie was living down in Arcola, and he was, for some reason, he was getting his Dalton City, mm-hmm. and, and he didn't get his mail all the time. Uh, we uh, we had sent out invitations, and Robbie got an invitation to our wedding. We hadn't talked to him for a while, and I'm going to tell you something. Robbie knew exactly what he was doing. Um, he, he knew exactly what he was doing, and everything that, that happened with Robbie happened because that's exactly how Robbie wanted it to happen. Right. Uh, you know, later on there in his life, but um, the doorbell rings on the last day in November, which I think was a Thursday after the state championship football game at 10. And I hadn't even thought about our wedding, right? We're in a playoff run. I I know we're getting married, uh, but I also, you know, but, and Gina's taking care of all that stuff. So the doorbell rings and I'm in the kitchen. I walk in there and I open the door and it's Robbie. And I hadn't talked to him for a while. We used to email every day. I mean, multiple times, a big, big old chain email we had going, a bunch of us did. And I hadn't talked to him for a while, man. I missed the guy. And uh, he he hands me an envelope, and I said, hey, buddy, it's good to see you. I said, what is that? He said, well, it's, he says, that's the RSVP to your wedding. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I look out, and I'm like, where's your car? He's like, well, I didn't bring it. And I said, are you still living in Arcola? He said, yeah. I said, well, how'd you get here? He points out to the yard. There's his bike. He rode his bike from Arcola in the snow last day in November. And I said, well, why didn't you just drive it up? And he said, my GTO. He had the GTO. He said, my GTO doesn't do very well in the snow. I figured I'd be safe bike. <laughs> wow. So, so we invited him in. Didn't really want to stay. Uh, 
but you know we had our wedding three weeks later on a Saturday Robbie came to our wedding and that's the last time I saw him yeah and then it was a number of years later you know and 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 and, and he kind of lost touch with everybody right uh, while he was doing his adventure thing which mm-hmm. is so cool that he got to do that in all 50 states right. and kind of a dream because I know how much he loved traveling. Right. But, uh, you know, I, I go out to the cemetery and see Robbie a few times a year, man. I miss I know him. you do. He's I know you dude. do. Um, you know, my life's better because Robbie Easton was a part of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm so thankful that you guys organized this um, in his memory. It needed to happen. Uh, and I'm so glad it happened. And as long as it's happening, I'll be a part of it. Absolutely. And, and you know, there's a lot of talk already. Um, wrapping up with you know the Sunday racing, and there's been a lot of talk that this needs to happen again. And, and I think we'll we'll definitely try to make that happen. So, um, uh, you thanks. Know. But thanks to Rod and Donna. And, Absolutely. You know, Todd's family and Robbie's family for uh, Ellis, and and I know that I, I mean, this stuff doesn't just happen. Nobody just sets around a campfire one night and says, "Let's do it this way." There's a lot of time and a lot of planning in it. Uh, you know, kudos again to Rob. Yeah. Um, who was the inaugural winner? There's never, there's going to be more winners of it. There's never going to be an inaugural winner. I just, uh, I literally just texted him that today. He said it was one of the, you know, most memorable wins of his career. And I said, well, I tell you what, there's nobody in the world that can say they won the first ever Robbie Easton Memorial except for one guy. Yep. Yep. He earned it. Yep. He earned it. Yep. Well, listen, right, man, it was ahead. good talking to you. I appreciate you calling in, and it, this was awesome. I, I, re- I mean, it was everything I expected and more. Um, I appreciate hey. you taking time out of your day to do this. Hey, sorry it took long, guys. Nope. Hey, I, I enjoyed the podcast. I haven't listened to a lot of them. I listened to the one last week, and I'm going to start listening to them. It's a cool thing. Oh, I appreciate it, man. All right, hey, take we'll care, see. buddy. I tell you what, that that was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed that, and I hope everybody else did. You know, Andy's one of them guys you can just sit and listen to and talk forever. I really enjoy talking to Andy. Just, you know, great guy. Um, always willing to help out. He's he's done so much for me and my family and, and our racing outfit, just helping us. And, and, you know, he's got a lot of time in on that Roadrunner that I raced. Um, he, he did a lot of the work on that car. And I can't thank him enough. And, and I loved hearing the stories about Robbie. I knew, I knew that he would have some good ones. Um, but we're going to go ahead to our next caller, and we've got the Sportsman Spectacular Robbie Easton Memorial winner, Nick at Night, Nick Harlan, coming up. All right, our next caller, a good buddy of mine. I've shared a lot of memories with Nick. Um, he, he goes down there. He hasn't raced hardly at all. I don't know if you've raced at all this year, have you? Uh, twice. I raced. Uh, they had that um, getting in the race where they uh, it was a – like a nostalgia race. Oh with, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember somebody saying you were at that a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the weekend of the Bernie Mayan race. Yes. Yep. Okay. Uh, you you come down here. You run your dad's car. You run Sarah's car the day before, right? Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This this was just awesome. I I was so ecstatic. I mean, it really to me it didn't matter who won this final because it's two people that I know wanted this more than just about anybody down at the track. I mean, obviously Andy Romine and and Rob Fisher and everybody that was down here in the pro category down at the ladder really wanted this. But you know, you seeing you two in the final was pretty special and, and just one of the moments where you're like, wow, this just you can't make this stuff up. And, and I, I couldn't be more happy for you, man. It's just an amazing win. I know this one meant a lot to you. I, I, I know that whenever I walked up with the plaque, you were in a winter circle. You know, it, it really, you know, I know how this feels. And, and I feel like you, you had a little bit of that going on. You know, you, you're just trying to, you know, process the moment. 
and you're happy and you're excited and then about you know five minutes into it it really sinks in you know what just happened and you you, you know you might get a little emotional and, and i could see it in you and and i just i can't even you know put into words how thankful i am that you were there and how awesome it is to see you win this um i just how how special of a deal is this for you to get this done i mean it's the first you, you know here's the deal me and andy just talked about this there ain't a single person in the world that can say that they've won the first ever robbie easton sportsman spectacular and you're one of them exactly um honestly once once i started going down the track i i his uh chad's had red lighted so my wind light come on and man I, there was never been so much excitement and joy for me um i got back to the pit i could to, to, to be completely truthful man i could barely keep myself together uh, my kids are like screaming and hollering and excited and i'm like just trying to keep the tears back because yeah i mean saturday i had a terrible day of racing it's probably honestly the worst race that i had done in my entire career and i was just started out the day on sunday and i was telling myself i'm like this is the one this is the one i gotta go for um right. and just you know put my nose to the grind because it, it was super important to me to get this win oh i, I can only imagine and like i said it's it, it's you know looking at it it's like you know a guy doesn't hardly race and, and and he comes down here and just whipped it up on everybody i i was so stoked for you man i i mean me and you've, you we've used to hang out all the time and you know Absolutely. andy andy was just talking about a story about how you know them guys would go down and, and catch you over at the mcdonald's on 45 and you'd load them up with cheeseburgers and and set them yep. off the track when you were so salty that sure. you couldn't be there racing and I know that you grew up with Robbie a lot, and, and yep. Robbie, you know, he really liked you and respected you, and I mean, it, it's just an amazing deal. I, I couldn't have asked for a better deal, I, and, and you know, to see you get this win, it was just, it, it meant something to me too. Um, you know, it was yep. a killer good weekend, and the car counts were spectacular. I was so happy yeah, to was, see the, you know, the, the, the crowd, it was just amazing. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people that, you know, raced back when, you know, Robbie was racing. Yeah. Um, just i mean it really pulled everybody in out there oh i know and it's you know i really i wanted i was rooting for a good crowd i just didn't want it to be a failure and i mean yeah. i wanted it to be something that you know we could look at this next year as like dude this this was huge we you know and and i think it goes to show what kind of guy robbie was and what he meant to so many people you know uh, there were some people there just you know racing because we're racing right. there's some people there racing for points there's some people there racing because it just paid good but a lot yeah. of people were just there racing for robbie and i i, yeah. I know that you're one of those guys and if it would have just been a regular pay I, I feel like this is still just as special to you and fisher and and who you know mcconnell won the super pro side of it, it it's just yeah. as special without all the other you know stuff that goes into it just because of who it was for and what it was about and you know it was just an awesome weekend absolutely as soon as, as soon as i seen the flyer come out about this race i went straight in and put the vacation time off because i told myself i'm like even if i because my car has been down forever and i'm like even if i can't find a car to race i want to be there to watch this race because i was not going to miss it no matter what right um i was determined to be there so um makes it even better you know being a part of the event right oh for sure yep i mean it, it was awesome i know that you grew up with robbie i know he was around a lot you i mean i, I gotta ask we went into this last week a whole bunch of stories do you have one good story for us i'm sure you do and if you do i want to hear it man and i think everybody else does yeah um i'd say some of my favorite moments for robbie was when he had the apartment in charleston um him and alex were living together oh yeah um 
we we play. I don't know if you were ever there for any of this, but we played a game with tennis balls, and uh, we would turn off all the lights, all the lights in his apartment, and it was kind of like a a Call of Duty. And if you got hit, you were out with a tennis ball. But there was one rule, and the rule was that it had to hit the ceiling before it hit the person. Oh wow! And and, and man, I, surprisingly, we never broke anything important in the house or in the apartment. Um, but man, you would leave out of there with some wealth and stuff, taking those hits with a tennis ball at the ceiling. That's yeah, dude, that you know that that just you know we talked about this last week at how creative he was to to entertain people and 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 the yeah. you know the stuff that he thought up. To just you know have fun with you know the the bracket Absolutely. racing on feet the bracket racing on bikes the games of five hundred you know just mm-hmm. so much stuff and then like this what you're talking about it, that's classic rally yeah. I mean and no I was not a brown for that but when you started to sit, when you as soon as you said tennis balls I've heard this before so I knew where it was going yeah, uh, yeah that's that's great stuff there man I uh, yeah. I just gotta say man it, it's an honor to sit here and and you know congratulate you on this win I I mean. I appreciate it it's just a special like i said it was a special weekend for me special week weekend for a lot of people and mm-hmm. it was it, you know i talked to andy about this it's like i looked over at the pro class and i seen the the ladder at six was rob fisher ron hill um terry willard and travis booth with two entries and andy romine and it's like i'm sitting and looking back at this and i'm like this this you can't make this stuff up ah, this is no. unreal like there's not one guy out here that didn't have some kind of friendship or relationship with Robbie and, and Terry, you know, Terry maybe been the only one that really wasn't as close, but you know, going, you know, seeing what Terry's went through in the last couple of months, there's no Absolutely. way you can really against that. And it's like all six of these guys here, I don't care if, I mean, I'm happy to see any one of these win. I don't have a single one of these guys that I'm rooting for more than any. And, and that's including my dad. I mean, you would think yeah. that I'd be like, yeah, oh, I want my dad to win this. But no, I'm sitting there thinking of how special this is to all of them. And then it turns around and happens again, you know, the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Sportsman Absolutely. class, Chad Isley, one of Robbie's best friends, and you, somebody that grew up and hung out with Robbie. And it's like, this is just unbelievable. And I can't yeah. even begin to say how special it was. And and you got it done. You know, Chad clicked it red. I'm not going to lie. I haven't seen the results page, but, you know, there's about six of us standing at the fence. When you took off, we all cringed and when it went green yeah. we're like uh-oh i'm just curious because yeah. i haven't seen a results page were you a killer up front or was it just you know average? I, was, I was 30 on the tree 30 wow your car leaves yep. in a weird spot because man man it's terrible <laughs> it looked like you caught the third coming on yeah. and we're like whoa uh-oh you know and yeah that's yeah. But but still, you know, it's drag racing. Anything can happen. Absolutely. You give yourself a chance to win there, and, and Chad goes yeah. red, and, and sure enough, you got it done. And yeah. I just can't say, you know, thank you enough for coming and, and you know, being there and supporting it. And, and that goes to everybody else that's listening. You know, this is a big deal, and, and you guys made it something into, you know, something we can continue to do, hopefully. And um, Absolutely. It, yeah. was, it was seriously one of the best events I think I've ever been a part of. Um, it ran smooth. I mean, there was a ton of cars going down the track. Um, and like I said before, my, this is this is seriously probably the most emotional win. Um, to be honest, it felt better than winning my first Wally. Um, I, dude, I was so overwhelmed with, with, you know, emotions after the victory. I bet. Have you made a special place on the wall for the plaque? 
I already have. Yeah, it's actually it's with my Wally's. I got it all put oh, together. Beautiful. So yeah, Rip, uh, Fisher sent me a video earlier. He's got his hung up there, and I, and, you know, that's a pretty neat deal. Yeah. My mom made some really kick-ass plaques, and I was Man, uh, happy to hand those out. I, I probably maybe shouldn't have won around and and showed everybody that was in the final the plaque because I might have amped some people up for that. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I did it to I did it to Andy and and uh, you know Fisher in the final, and, and yeah. they just both looked at it, and then Andy clicked it red, and then I did it to you guys and chad and uh you know, I, i'm like yeah you know, me and me and chad were talking about it before we went down you were like you know like the money's good but like i want that i want to walk away with that plaque but yeah that's the most important part of it yeah jason mcconnell said the same thing about the the bob easton plaque he i walked yeah. over there and flashed and he said i want that and he got it yeah. so uh, hats yeah. off but anybody you want to thank i mean you 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 don't you, you you guys have a pretty tight you know racing you know your dad hasn't been down there for, for a while sure. but you guys really no. do have a you're you're an important piece of the ccd family always have been always will be whether you're down yeah. there or not you know everybody enjoys your dad and you and you know dawn and everybody that comes down there and i know that you you've probably got some people that help you out and you know you sarah you know she lets you use the car Definitely. speaking of yeah. speaking of the car how was was that you driving when the guy wiped out in front of you it sure was <laughs> So we take off, and thankfully, I, originally I was gonna. Me and my dad were gonna double uh, Charlie Norton's Camaro, which mm-hmm. runs, you know, high 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 sixes, low sevens. Yeah. And I had decided, I'm like, you know what? I'm super comfortable in Sarah's car, um, even though it's like right on the bubble of making pro. I'm gonna try to just make sure we can get in with that car. And we take off, and he's already loose. And I was like, man. I'm just kind of watching him and then I let out of it before he had even come over because he wasn't lifting a bit so then it came over sideways and I was like I'm about to get a front row seat to him t-bone in the guardrail mm. he was heading straight for it but but luckily something grabbed and it was able he was able to straighten it back out but yeah that was yeah, a pretty was scary deal I didn't actually it, it see was. it I didn't see it happen I heard it I was doing something in my car heard it turned around seen him completely facing the guardrail and then, yeah. like you said, something caught, and he was able to get it. But I was like, yeah. oh, wow. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, my. You know, Sarah had somebody wipe out in front of her last year or the year before. And, and really? I think it was my dad that made the comment, like, it always seems to be Sarah that, that when this happens. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know yeah. what? I actually think that was Nick Harlan driving. Yeah, I was behind the wheel. Yeah, I wasn't sure, but I, I thought so. Uh, but anyway, you know, before I went into that, you, you got some people you want to thank for this, I'm sure. Absolutely. So, uh, speaking of Sarah, definitely thank her. Um, Kyle, we were uh, tearing her car apart because it wasn't run pro. Um, so, we took pretty much all the interior out of it in order to get it to run in the class. Right. Um, and then my dad, of course, let me run his car. And then my family, my girlfriend, and my kids, they were there. Every time I get into the pit, pop the hood, they'd get the hood up, get the hatch open, get the car cooling off. That's awesome. Um, they were they were definitely a big part of of helping me get that win and that, that, that i'm sure that makes them feel a lot more special too i mean they're they're, they're getting involved and in, in, you know to see you win it i mean that's got to be special for them so that's a pretty cool yep. deal you know the deal man i uh, i've got a game that i do and you've heard about it you've listened and i do not have the top 10 list um we're doing this interview on a monday night that you know the the podcast will probably come out wednesday and the points deal will probably be out by then but rod you know he's been busy <laughs> he had a pretty pretty long weekend, weekend. yeah I, I just i talked to rod on the phone earlier and i said i don't envy you at all i i was a small i mean very small piece into this and I, you know, I did some, I did all the flyers. I did a lot of, you know, advertising, some videos, 
and then you know we had some flyers printed up and you know we ran around and handed them out and and then you know when we got to the track it was you know i walked around and i got a lot of handshakes and a lot of people talked to me and tell me stories and i i was trying to help my mom out with the stuff she was passing out at you know at the tech booth and it's like I really didn't have much to do with this, but man, I was so worn out after I got home. I'm like, yeah. man, I don't not envy you guys at all because they're the ones that's working. You know, Greg Tim's out there scraping the track till three in the morning. I can't yeah. imagine how tired them guards, them guys. Yeah, are. I talked, I talked to him a little bit after the race, and he, that's what he had said. He had gotten done at like three, and then laid down, and he's <laughs> yeah. back up like five thirty or six yeah, o'clock to get the next day started. So. I can't say enough about yeah. the, guy, the, you know, the, the job they the do. Crew did a yeah, the crew did a phenomenal job over yeah, the weekend. Absolutely. But anyway, like I said, I don't have the top lin top ten list to update these, but I'm still gonna do it. And um, you know, right now it's gonna be up to sixty bucks. If you hit this, I'm giving you sixty, I'm giving the driver sixty. So I'm gonna start out with the sportsman class. And like I said, the top it's not true to the top ten, but we're gonna go ahead and do it anyway. I'm gonna draw first one here in sportsman class. Shake these up good. I got I got, oh, I'm sorry. This is not Sportsman. Nope. This is, okay, so this is Super Pro. I have got, okay, nope, I'm wrong. I had these mixed up. Hold on a second. Let me yeah, look at no this worries, again. Man. I have a couple in here that is not in the right buckets. Okay, here we go. Okay, I've got to figure it out now. We're going to do this again. Sportsman class is going to be... Who do we got? Who do we got? Oh boy, you have got the sportsman points leader, I believe, right now. I may that could be that could have changed. Katrina Murphy in the sportsman class. That's a tough one because she gets it done, mm -hmm. dude. I mean, that girl can drive. All right, yep, I raced her actually. Did you? Yeah, yeah she's, we ran round round six, I think. I ran. Yeah, she that's round six. So there you go. She's she's usually there towards the towards the late rounds. She's very capable. Yep. Woman. All right, we're going to go into the pro class. And we have Ron Hill has not been pulled for this yet. So, And he just won. Oh, too bad this wasn't last week. Ron Hill in the pro class. All right, we're going to Super Pro. Who are we going to get? In the Super Pro, we have got one chip here. It is Bob Paul. Wow. Wow. Dude, I'm telling you, this might be the toughest week I've ever drawn chip for chips. Bob Paul, Super Pro, Katrina Murphy, Sportsman, and Ron Hill in Pro. This is crazy. This 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 could be hit. I mean, them guys are all three capable. They all three yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is crazy. So I'm. This is going to be fun. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write down your pick here. Let let you think about this a minute. Only I. I honestly would probably go with Ron, but since he won this past weekend, I think I'm gonna go ahead and go with Bob Paul. Bob Paul, and he was just in the final, come up a little bit shy in the yeah. uh, big race this weekend. So he's due. I don't know if Bob. Yeah, Bob has won this year. Um. I think, but yeah, that's that's a solid pick. I agree with you there. I don't uh, think I could have gone wrong with any of them. No, no, you. I don't think so. I mean, that's 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 solid three there. That's probably the best three that I've drawn out and since I've been doing this. So hopefully this gets hit. Uh, you know, I've been trying to do this for 
every episode um and it still has not been hit and it's going to get to the point where and, and if i had the points in front of me this weekend i probably dropped out about i probably would have went top seven i think once i get down mm-hmm. to about the top five it's going to eventually get hit so but it, i'll right. tell you what with those choices that you just got this could very well happen this week um and you know what if you're not there and and you know we'll work something out over paypal or whatever but i'm happy yeah, to do this stuff and and i'm i'm really looking forward to somebody hitting this and you know giving Definitely. them a little extra cash so if you win or if bob paul wins this weekend he's getting 60 dollars. i think bob paul listens to the podcast so he's probably hearing this and then you will get 60 dollars. and uh, i appreciate you calling in nick it was fun talking to you congratulations on the big win uh you know what hey we might do this again you know next year you might be able to go back to back i'm i'm looking forward to planning this out with rod and everybody that was involved over the winter and see if we can do this again absolutely i'll definitely be there for the next event if it takes place i appreciate that man all right bro we'll uh, catch you later and uh, thanks again for your time yeah thanks rusty man yep. see you mm-hmm. good stuff there from nick harlan and i uh, can't say thank you enough for taking the opportunity out of your night to uh give us a call and, and join the show um and i was you know really excited that you said yes to do this and um you know congratulations this is a big win i know this was a very big win for nick and it meant a lot and it, it might go down is one of his biggest wins ever, not because of the money, but because of what it was about. So I uh, appreciate you calling in, Nick. Uh, we're going to go to our next phone caller. We're going to the Young Guns. Um, I, I like to try to do this you know, every other week or so and get the junior directors involved, and I've really been looking forward to this. And um, when, it, when his dad said that they would agree to do it, I was really excited. So we got uh, Bubba Long and Andrew Long coming up. All right, our next guest, Young Gun, out of Tuscola, Illinois. Um, he... He is um, the offspring of one of the best to do it in a junior dragster. And he got his first win this weekend, and I just, I'm so excited to get him on the show. We try to do this a lot, you know, um, every other weekend or so with the junior dragsters. And whenever I found out, Andrew Long got his first win. Um, actually, I think I got in the winner's circle picture. I was I was thinking about it right then and there. Like, we got to get this kid on the podcast. And uh, we got him and Bubba here on with us. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, thanks for having us. We're happy to be here. Absolutely. I, I you know, but uh, Andrew, you know, like I mentioned, your dad was, uh, you know, one of the best to do it in in the juniors, and and everybody pretty much knows his name. And when you talk about Bubba in the juniors, and and it's just how exciting is this for you to to pick up the first win? I mean, does I know that that first win can be, um, you know, a little tricky and and, and it can get frustrating. Uh, now that you've got it, I mean, just describe the emotions and and how exciting that is to get that win. It feels pretty good to, since we have really struggled to turn a wind light on this year. It's trying to figure out how to cut a good light. Yeah, absolutely. That it can be tough. I I mean it really. It, like like I said, it, and it can get frustrating. I know um, it, it, as an adult when we're in the big cars, it, it really can. You can go through them slumps where you just don't feel like anything's gonna go right. You you just can't get it clicking. Um, you, you know, obviously hey, you're. Hey. Your, your dad. I can tell you. I can tell you from my perspective too. It's just as frustrating for old dad that can't get the car figured out. You know. Oh, I you want, bet. You want nothing more than to to make your kids successful. No, I mean you're struggling too, man. It's it. Uh, oh, it's absolutely. Rough. And and he's at the age now where he's running. Um, what is it at the eight ninety index or is he? Yeah. So we so we did the eleven ninety stuff last year and you know had a little bit of success with that. 
and now we moved up to 890 this year and you know he's kind of trying to relearn the whole starting line and stuff like that so yeah it's, it's been a struggle for both of us well you, you know that and the, I, i've heard this and and i know it's true that you know the faster the cars the the easier they they become to dial so compared to this year from last year you know 1190 to 890 i mean is there is it a little better at least I mean, trying to get them lined out and to go a little bit more consistent, or is there just not oh. really that much difference until you get to the 790 cars? Oh, without a doubt, 890 is so much easier yeah. than, than 1190, you know. That 1190 car, there's sometimes, man, it wouldn't run within a tenth, and it's just so frustrating. <laughs> so at least, you know, right. we can get the 890 car to run within five numbers at least, so that feels a little bit better. How, how big of a difference is that for you, Andrew? When you go from 1190 car to your first pass in an 890 car, just the difference in the speed, I bet that's pretty uh, pretty big difference. Uh, yeah, it feels pretty good down, going down the track first time in 890. Oh, I could, yeah, I bet. For a kid that, you know, you're how old now? 10. 10 years old and you're you're running 890s. You know what, back when I was a kid, um, you know, I was 17, 18 years old, I was running my dad's car. It only ran like 880s. And, you know, I felt like I was flying in that thing. And, and here you are 10 years old and, you know, running 890s, that's got to feel awesome. Uh, and hey, something, hey, I'll, tell, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this one, so. When I started, I was eight, eight when I started, and my car was running 16 seconds, and we just thought we were we were absolutely hauling the mail. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, and and and, and you, back then when you guys raced, were you were you allowed to run 790s by the time you got you know old enough, or when did that rule go so, into place? So 790 wasn't really a thing much. I mean, I think when I was racing, there might have been one or two cars that ran 790. We were mostly you know 890 but even when i started even 1190 wasn't a thing right you know 1290 was was the index for you know the eight nine ten year olds right and then later on i think they rolled out the 1190 but yeah 790 really wasn't much of a thing then yeah i, I mean you you obviously were you know you, you know very successful as a kid running the junior dragsters andrew just you know how how easy is it to get you know you got a guy like bubba giving you advice and helping you with the drag racing I mean that's that's pretty uh, pretty big. A lot of a lot of folks don't have that. You know, there's a lot of people that you know their parents hasn't haven't done it as well or done it as on or often as Bubba. I, I'm sure that's got to be helpful. I'm sure he sits down and talks with you a lot about um, the strategies of bracket racing. Um, I, I'm I'm guessing that would be the case. Uh, how how important is it to you that you know you get to share that bond with your dad? Dad has really helped with me when i'm racing absolutely since that he used to race Mm -hmm. it helps a lot so was he really the one that kind of got you into involved in in the racing or is this something that you you know went down there one night watching and you just decided you wanted to do it or or was this dad's idea to like hey you know do you would you like to try this or how 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 exactly did that play out um, probably both because I grew up helping dad on his car and knew it was something I wanted to try to do. That's awesome. That That's, and, and I'm, do you help, do you get out there and help turn the wrenches on your own car? Yep. Ah, that's awesome. That's, that's good stuff. I mean, 
I love to hear that. You know, it gets you know, not only do they get to drive the cars, but they get to little learn learn a little bit about turning the wrenches and setting them up and maintenance them. And and I'm just I, I'm excited to hear that. Um, anybody you want to thank for you know, obviously you got your first win. Does that does that first win kind of feel like it takes an edge off, like a chip off your shoulder? Like, okay, got this first win out of the way. Now let's quit worrying about that. Let's just go out there and race and have a good time. And, and hopefully this will just get a little bit easier. It feels pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and confidence can go a long way in this sport. Um, you know, you got your first win and you start building up some confidence and, it, it, you know, things can go, ro- you know, get rolling pretty quick here. I mean, they can start snowballing pretty fast for you when you get that first win out of the way. And, and I've seen it with so many other people and, and your dad could probably say the same. You, you, you start clicking off win lights, you know, week in and week out and, and it just seems to come, you know, come a little bit easier. Um, anybody you want to say thank you to? I mean, I know that, you know, you've got a lot of people that's helping you out with this racing program. Um, and, and it was probably pretty special. I, I know I seen grandma down there this weekend, uh, got to see you pick up your first win and, and a couple other family members. I bet that was a pretty special feeling having the whole family down there. I would like to thank my mom and dad and my family, the Romine family, the Winkler family, and Team Bosco, Team. and the Lee family. Yeah. And all the junior racers and parents. I tell you what, the 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 whole you know the whole family thing with the junior dragsters and everybody helping each other out. It's really phenomenal. I say this week in and out. You know, you you group of people are the way you guys work together. It's it's pretty awesome. I gotta ask, who's the biggest fan, dad or mom? Who's cheering for you the most? You think? Uh, Dad. Dad. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I got something pretty neat that I wanted to do with you. Um, you know, so every week I do this podcast, and, and I try to, you know, do a what we call pick a winner, you know, be a winner. And, and I draw names and give whoever I'm interviewing a chance to, um, you know, pick a driver. And I've got something kind of neat lined up for you. So basically I've got, I've got four chips on here. And I've got, you can either be double O in the first or second round so if you're double o in the first or second round you could win 25 bucks if you win the first or second round you could be uh win 25 bucks if you're dead on your dial in the first or second round and it doesn't matter if it's with a zero or with a nine just any dead on run in this first or second round um you could win 25 bucks or if you win three rounds um the next time you guys are out um, you won 25 bucks. I've got all four of those chips in a bucket. I'm going to draw one of those and whatever, you know, whatever I draw, that's going to be your goal. And, and if you can hit the, if you can reach that goal and uh, just come up there and show me your ticket, you know, you guys can find me at the, you know, at the racetrack, show me your tickets or whatever. And, and I'm going to give you $25 and a $10 gift card to five bugle barbecue. And here's the other thing I've also added. If you can double up and go back to back wins, I'm going to give you 50 bucks, 50. And then, and that goes same for a Concy win. If you don't get it done in the main event and you win a Concy next week, I'm going to give you 50 bucks. So here we go. I'm going to draw one of these four chips. Okay. We got our chip and it is dead on your dial in the first or second round. If you can go dead on your dial in the first or second round, I'm going to give you $25 and a $10 gift card to Five Bugle Barbecue. And then if you can win a Concy or the main event, I'm going to give you $50 extra on top of that. So I, I was kind of excited to do something, and, and it took me a while to think of something, you know, 
uh, to try to get you know the junior kids involved with. And I thought, you know what, let's let's give them something that, you know something a little exciting to look forward to. And uh, this is what I came up with. So dead on your dial in the first or second round is worth twenty five dollars cash and a ten dollar gift card. Um, and then like I said, if you win the concy or the main event. I'm going to give you 50 bucks. I think that's pretty cool. We got some money that we've had given to us with the uh, marketing partners with podcasts. And I'm like, you know, trying to give it out. And I don't want to just focus on the big car guys. I would like to keep the um, juniors involved as well. So um, I appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, Bubba, I know you, you, you know, have a lot of help doing this. Anybody you want to say thank you to as well? Well, the one person that we, we missed was uh, was you, Rusty. You, know, <laughs> you do a lot for the junior cars, hey. uh, doing the zoned in challenge, sponsoring races. You know, whatever you can do, you always try to do it. And you know, absolutely, I think I speak on all the junior parents. You know, we really do appreciate it. Well, you know, you, you, these kids are the future of this sport, and and I really like um, you know helping them out and making it fun for them. Uh, one more question, Andrew: How many more years do you got before you're on your, you know on Dad's golf cart with a bunch of your buddies, and you're out in the middle of a cornfield? <laughs> Bubba's not gonna say a word, is he? <laughs> yeah, I'm not I, saying a word. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I had a lot of fun this weekend. It was good hanging out with you. Hey, and, I'll and, tell you what, I, I'm really glad we had an opportunity to go out there and take a look at Todd Easton's crops. You know, that's all that got. <laughs> absolutely. We're just good. making sure everything looked good. Uh, you know, hey, right. I had a blast, and it's absolutely going nuts outside. It's thundering. You guys probably hear that, can't you? That's <laughs> yeah. gonna show up on the podcast. Hey, we don't care. That's part of it. Hey, I, I I do this a lot, and I you know I was I was actually recording Todd Easton a couple weeks ago, and there was a sem. We were almost right at the end of the interview, and a semi parked next to me and blew the, you know pulled his air brakes, and it was just all over. I'm like, oh, that was fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, all right, guys, I appreciate y'all calling in. It was fun talking to you, and I'm gonna let you off here. And uh, good luck. I've got you wrote down here, dead on the first or second round, or if you win the uh, the concy or the main event, I'm gonna give you 50 bucks. So, um, good luck this next coming week that you guys race, and uh, congratulations on the first win, Andrew. Hey, thanks, Rusty. We really appreciate it. Hey, not a problem. You guys take care now. Good stuff there. Uh, I really appreciate them guys calling in and taking time out of their night to get on the show. And um, good luck to you on the first or second round dead on. Uh, we're $25 and a $10 gift card to Five Bugle Barbecue. Um, you know, hey, we got a lot of money uh, sitting here from marketing partners that we can do some neat stuff with. And I'd like to get the kids involved. So it was pretty nice, pretty nice to, you know, get that ball rolling. Um, and, and we'll continue to do that um, with the kids. Uh, but, you know, in conclusion to this episode and in conclusion to this weekend i just gotta say um i'm sorry that the episode ran so long guys um this week again but i i just really felt like there's just so much to talk about um th this was one of the most exciting two weeks that i've ever had and, and had a part of at you know coles county dragway and i just had so much fun last week's episode with all the stories this week's episode with Andy's stories and, and you know talking to Nick and and you know hearing how special it was for him to win the very first ever sportsman spectacular for Robbie Easton Memorial Race um, and then Andrew Long getting his first win this weekend was so you know so exciting and and you know just getting to hang out with Bubba and all the you know all my old friends um, this weekend was you know pretty special to me and um, we had a pretty good time um, and, and you know what guys um, I, I normally end the show on a, on a you know our intro song to the podcast, and I just felt like I wanted to change it up, you know, because this is kind of like, hey, this is kind of like you know we're putting this you know Robbie Easton Memorial behind us and we're moving on, 
and and I just can't even begin to tell you how amazing it was to see the turnout and to see all the people and all the old faces and the all the, hear all the stories and and the Easton family coming out and and so uh, I wanted to change it up a little bit and uh, send you out on a different note here and and just say thank you to everybody that made this weekend as special as it was. So until episode nine, we will see you all next week. Um, and and don't forget we're not going to be at CCD this weekend for uh, ET bracket or ET points. It is going to be the um, uh, outlaw gassers and the true stock nostalgias. Um, so uh, go out there for a good you know good show. See some old cool cars go down the track. Uh, we'll see y'all next time. <laughs>